Ryan, how was that Thanksgiving of yours? Dude, it was pretty chill. Um, had uh, had my parents over, and we kind of sent out the invitation like we did last year. Of like, hey, I'd like to do Thanksgiving at our place again. And Lauren's parents were like, hey, we did Thanksgiving with you all last year, so we're probably going to link up with Lauren's sister, uh, who lives in Corpus Christi, uh, or they would stick around the house by themselves, or or do you know local Louisiana Thanksgiving because we're actually going out this weekend. Uh, to see them for the Christmas um, celebration. So we're actually going to go celebrate Christmas with them this weekend because they have their big family Christmas party, um, which is, uh, to honest to God, one of the most entertaining things I, I go to every year. Um, it's just really good. My in-laws are have a very eccentric family. Small town Louisiana, kind of eccentric. So, you know, when your town has the Sonic that you go to. That's the that's the town. The Sonic. I love <laughs> the it. The Sonic. Right? But it's it's a lot Everybody of fun. But anyway, but we to had the Sonic. <laughs> yeah, head to the Sonic. Sonic um, is huge in the South, dude. It's it's I, real big. Yeah, I guess, yeah. I yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, they're they're all over the place in Southern Missouri where I've got family. They're, they're oh, yeah, yeah. quite prevalent. Yeah. But we uh, we had it was good. It was we uh, had my parents over. The, well, they said they were going to stay there, so my parents came out um, like Wednesday night and just got up on Thursday and just started you know lazily started cooking and eating pretty much grazed through Thursday. I don't know if anybody else does this during Thanksgiving, but whenever Thanksgiving's being cooked, there's a graze that happens where you just kind of eat. A lot like there's a side dish that's dedicated to just throughout the day eating, and we cooked these little uh, spinach balls that were just so good. Spinach balls, spinach balls, okay, (laughs) spinach balls, but they were good. I mean, you know, and we just ended up grazing on that literally throughout the entire day. Stuffed ourselves full of ribs and chicken and sweet potato pie or sweet potato casserole and um. Yeah, because you guys did casserole, and you guys did the non-traditional thing, right? Yeah, you man, we kind of stepped uh, out. We we went pure tradition last year. We decided to go a little outside of tradition this year. Still cooked enough food to feed an army, but uh, it was just the four of us, and I was full until Saturday afternoon. I think I was like I, on Friday, like I barely ate anything. I was still feeling it from Thursday. So much food just sitting in your stomach. So much food. Um, but we had a good visit. They left uh, left Saturday. Friday, we kind of went out some shop and did some running around in the busy city. And um, Saturday, just started to chill out. And they were like, hey, we're going to take off. We said, cool. See you all later. Nice. And uh, yeah, they left on Saturday afternoon. And so Lauren and I had kind of like Saturday evening and Sunday to just kind of relax before work on Monday. But yeah, man. It was good. It was a good visit, though. We had a really yeah. nice visit. Sounds like it, man. Sounds like it. Ours was, you know, the we did our first ever traditional Thanksgiving with just the immediate yeah. family. Joanna it was just and pure, James. just pure the three of James, us. poor John. Uh, yeah, that's James, right. John, and Joanna. Right. That's right. And the dog. Yeah, and, and the dog, Shandy. Yeah. Yeah, and so we uh, had a great the turkey turned out fantastic all the food turned out really good Dude, yeah. an insane amount of leftovers and if anyone knows when you cook like thanksgiving stuff you kind of got to eat it within a certain time frame oh yeah 
Yeah, a little wasteful. That doesn't hold. No, no. <laughs> so it, it's a good lesson to learn. Yeah, you know, we just we were just kind of like, yeah, let's do this. And so we we went a little overboard. Uh, probably got a turkey that was a little too big for three people. <laughs> It, was, it ended up <laughs> being a thirteen. Yeah, it ended up being a thirteen-pound turkey. That's, Whoa! Yeah, I know that's a lot of meat for three people, man. I mean, even even eating on it for like, you know, three or four days afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And there's still like a ton left, and it's is getting to the point. It's like okay, you know, we wouldn't even give it to the dog. Like at this point, and so. <laughs> So yeah, next year I think we'll buy the turkey a little bit earlier because we, we we got our turkey about five days before Thanksgiving. Okay. So yeah, you know the the ten pounders were gone by then. Yeah, and you know we weren't going to get some you know thirty pound tom. You know? <laughs> 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 this is big old bird, but it was really good, man. We had a great time, and you know we were up. Uh, I don't know, like around six thirty. Watched the Macy's uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade, which, by the way, blows. Man, I remember watching that as a kid. Yeah. And it was the floats. I mean, that's what they showed you. The floats, the balloons. Yeah. Dude, this time it was just like cutting to musical guests and... Like, I, if there was anything that ever was like out of touch with the rest of the country... I would, I would say it was this stupid parade. Now, because our television provider, our internet television provider, does not offer live NBC, yeah, we had to use CBS. Now, NBC's feed may have been completely different. I don't know. Yeah, but CBS is just—it stunk. It absolutely stunk, and we eventually just turned it off. And watch Charlie Brown Thanksgiving and then, you know, start watching uh, the football games when they kicked on around 1030 uh, Arizona time. So we're watching this parade and like they would show a float, they would show a balloon and then they would cut to the two, you know, talking morons who are like hosting the, the parade <laughs> and then they would cut to like, and here is, you know, Herp and Flurp and Gerben Derper as they perform this scene off of the Broadway hit, you know, fluff and huffer buff and guffer. And I'm like, why am I watching this? <laughs> and, and it literally had nothing to do with Thanksgiving or Christmas. And then they had like celebrities on there who were all like on Broadway performances, which is fine. But how many, it's like, you know, I'm sitting here watching this in Phoenix. Yeah. Okay, we're not talking about a movie that I can get in my car and go drive to the movie theater or rent on iTunes right. or, or yeah. watch on Blu-ray or whatever. This is a Broadway production that is only showing in New York City. And by the time it goes <laughs> on like tour, weeks. yeah, for yeah. like eight, yeah, for eight, a little off-Broadway special. And then by the time it goes on tour and it gets to Phoenix, it's not going to have the top build actor. Right. It's going to be right. Yeah. Okay. So, and it's like, I, I don't care. I don't care. And, and I forget the actor's name doesn't even really matter. He was the, the sort of the bad guy in, in Hulk, the, the Eric Bana Hulk. I forget uh, the actor's name. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, he was also in some basketball movie. I don't know. They had him on there, and he's talking about this play that he's in. Okay, okay. and it's Thanksgiving Day. It's the Macy's Day Parade. Now, there's a time and a season for everything. So, you, But you got to figure, there's like families that are watching this. It's a traditional thing. You know, people are probably sitting around having hot coffee or hot chocolate. Sure, yeah. You know, having donuts for breakfast or some kind of, you know, sugary pastry before they eat all the other carbohydrates throughout the rest of the day. And so they're asking, like, you know, well, how do you feel about this, you know, this play and this story? And he's like, oh, and he's like, got the whole scarf thing and acting all pretentious. And he's like, oh, it's a wonderful story of discovery and just, you know, finding things about the world in which you live and breathe and compelling topics about sex and love. I'm like, this is a Thanksgiving Day parade here. Okay. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I think most people probably aren't thinking about sex during the Thanksgiving Day Parade, but I could be wrong. It just felt, never odd, it just felt oddly out of place to you have this guy going on and on about sex and love in this, <laughs> during this parade. It's just like <laughs> a train wreck. <laughs> Dude, I had, uh, well, I had no idea that you had watched the, the uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade because I, too, watched the CBS thanksgiving day parade wasn't it terrible <laughs> yeah we turned i turned it on just to kind of have something in the background we were we well, were doing stuff we weren't really watching it we and i think kinda, it's you because know. you and i both use the same tv provider we, we use do PlayStation, we use playstation view right and right. in where you're at in texas they don't have live nbc do they no i yeah well, we I don't, don't have know. it here in Maybe phoenix not. either yeah yeah so between like fox had a feed and then CBS had a feed and I think ABC, I don't know. There's another channel that has a feed, but yeah, I turned Verizon it on had a YouTube feed that was darn near unwatchable. <laughs> so, Buffering every two I, seconds. Oh, by the way, oh, the name of that I actor is, was. the name of that actor was, is Josh Lucas. Oh, Josh Lucas. Okay. Josh Lucas. Yeah. 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 So we turned it on and the moment I turn it on, I love that you on the on screen, there's like these they're dancing. It's like a music performance and it's, and I'm going and I had to, I rechecked it. Like I actually went back, hit the menu button and was like, Oh, I clearly have tuned into the wrong channel. Yes. Like I'm not in the right place. Oh, I'm I sorry. Zigged when I should have zagged wrong channel family. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm on the right one. The, whatever they're doing on the screen right now is not Thanksgiving day parade, but yeah, that's uh that's what apparently we have to, to watch though. It was ridiculous. I think we saw before we finally turned it off. I think we saw four floats. Yeah. Like five balloons. Yeah. And that was it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I I don't know. It's like, what what is this? And I don't know if, (laughs) if NBC are the only ones who have the rights to, to show like, Every float. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the licensing deals it, are. It's baffling, but it honestly probably wouldn't surprise me at this yeah, point. And, and that's probably <laughs> what it is. So like CBS and Fox are there. Because the I love think of God don't show the Woody Woodpecker balloon because we'll get sued. No, but if we can bring in <laughs> Tony Shalhoub uh, to talk about which, by the way, he was on there to talk about his newest musical on Broadway that that's the ticket that's the ticket right there 
We're looking that's, for viewers. This is how we get them. That that's how we're going to keep them. That's how we're going to keep them tuned in. Is Tony Shalhoub <laughs> uh, talking about his musical performance? It was, if it's a musical of uh, what is that show he did? Monk. Monk. If it's a musical Monk, I'm interested. Other than that, I'm out. Not much, not musty television by any means. <laughs> yeah, we just turned the volume down real low and just kind of said, okay, well, something's on. We uh, ended up, my dad ended up telling us some stories about him, his dad taking them all down to downtown Houston um, on a regular to go see the floats and go see the parades. And that's cool. Uh, to like Thanksgiving and he'd, you know, they'd come back and I'm like, man, I can't imagine those hotel rooms cost, you know, they're still expensive. You know, I, and he's like, yeah, they saved up and they, we all shared a bedroom. Like (laughs) keep in mind, it was, uh, six brothers. If I, if you remember me talking to you about my dad, it was him and him and five other brothers. And then of course, two parents. So the eight people probably sharing a couple of beds, sharing a bunk bed. (laughs) (laughs) Well, dude, I'm glad you had a good day. We had a great day, of course. And then uh, a couple days later, the indoor Christmas decorations were up and the outdoor went up. Today, we got our Christmas tree. It is official. Yeah, we we went with a little bit of a smaller tree this year. Last year, we got a, a pretty big tree that once we got it in the house and up, it was like... That's a big one for Clark, not like not Clark like Griswold. Griswold. No, no, not like Clark Griswold. Bending off uh, half of the top. No, no, <laughs> nothing like that. So we decided to go a little bit smaller because we'd actually rearranged our living room over the course of the year. Yeah. So uh, to make things a little bit more cozy, we don't live in a big house by any means. For three people, it's good enough, but we still sometimes feel like we're sitting on top of each other. And yeah. So it it filled out the room very nicely today, and so we are oh, good. we're full Christmas up, man. Or feels good. I love it, love it. Good, Got a nice glow going on in the living room right now. Mm. Did you you get to get a real one, right? Yeah, this is our fourth real one. Hey, where's that uh, last year's tree? I don't know. It's in a landfill somewhere. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was still in the backyard. No, last year's because uh, <laughs> last year you had the year. Oh before. no, they, they yeah they've all been in the backyard for a while, and also because dude, it's we we leave ours up until January first. Yeah, dude. Okay, so what happened last year is, uh, dude, I overwatered like like a moron. I was filling this thing with water constantly. Yeah, and it would not die. <laughs> Okay, and if for anyone who has a who, who does a real tree, when Christmas is over and you're you're putting all your stuff away, the the reservoir that holds the water, you just don't pick that thing up and just start walking through the house with it, because then you got tree water everywhere. Yeah, right? right. So you have to wait for the tree to suck up all the water. Well, because I was filling this thing, the its its bucket like with thirty two ounces of water a day. It it just it quit drinking because it was full. It's like I'm done and I'm full. <laughs> that tree was green. I mean, it was. You could have planted it. We didn't have a stinker though. It it didn't put out. This one's putting out a nice fresh Christmas smell. Yeah, man. We did get ours last year a little bit later. Uh, yeah. I want to say it was like the second week of December. Yeah. I don't know why we waited so long. We just we just got it later for whatever reason. 
And so I'm not going to water quite as, you know, vociferously as I did <laughs> last year because it's a smaller tree. So that's yeah. one of the reasons why it hung around for so long is because we leave it up until we leave our Christmas stuff up until January 1st. Sure. So literally Ryan last year, like all of our Christmas stuff was put away except for the tree. There was like no decorations on waiting it. For it. It's sitting in the living room, just dying, just waiting and, for it to. to and so to, finally, to I, yeah, finally I got to the point where I just started cupping water out uh, to. Yeah. And then so that's why it didn't get picked up as soon as it is. It should have been. And that thing stayed green because I, I did prop it up in the backyard for a while. That Ryan, that thing stayed green until late February. Right. So anyways, yeah, no, <laughs> should have planted it. <laughs> yeah, I should have Uh Christmas tree fact, by the way, those are actually the tops of the Christmas trees. No, they don't you. cut a whole tree down for Christmas trees. It's just the tops. Hey, that there's, your Chris- yeah, so there's your Christmas fun fact. Yeah, that's how they there say the trees. Yeah. yeah, that's your Christmas fun fact. So there you go. That's pretty great. Yeah, and hopefully it starts cooling off a little bit. We had a, a very blustery 80-degree day yesterday for December 1st. <laughs> yeah, right? Unseasonably warm here in the Valley of the Sun. So Dude, we're seeing some of the same stuff, man. I checked the weather this week. It looks like we got some rain today, which means there should be some wind blowing through this week. And after I checked, it looks like there was, but we're not getting down into into like 40 degree or 30 degree weather at all. Like it's still going to be yeah, just in the fifties. We had a morning, uh, I think it was Wednesday morning, Thursday morning, this past Wednesday, Thursday, uh, it was cold out. Uh, when I took James to school, we, I mean, we were seeing our yeah. breath, uh, but yeah, then, then a couple nights ago, you and I were playing some games and I mentioned it was a little bit chilly and then, yeah. So hopefully those temperatures start going down a little bit for, you know it is the phoenix area so we're not expecting snow but you know (laughs) yeah right so anyway man dude let's uh let's move on to some let's move on to some topics we got a lot going on as usually there yeah right last two episodes (laughs) have been super packed this one's going to be super packed uh we're really hoping uh i'm speaking for ryan here we have not talked about this but i'm just going to drop it on him right now we're hoping to get another show in for you guys before christmas because we would like to come together at least to wish you all a happy christmas merry christmas happy new year and all that but we want to hopefully get in some last jedi conversation before the year is up uh but yeah man we've got a lot on the plate i tweeted out today that we were recording we're not going to be spending a lot of time in print reasonableists uh just because there is so much going on in tv and film uh with justice league which we're going to start recapping here in just a moment and then we got the avengers infinity war trailer which was just beyond epic and we're going to touch on that here in a second well probably not a second a few minutes nothing we do on this show is a second that is for sure i can't imagine (laughs) very rarely uh and then of course we have the punisher netflix tv series that ryan and i have both finished uh boy howdy woo. Dude, I can't John handle, Bernthal. I can't handle. You, you are the man, John Bernthal. We're going to leave it at that <laughs> until we get to it. And then, of course, we get a little bit of Star Wars stuff uh, that also actually involves Disney, uh, duh, since they own Star Wars. <laughs> Weird. But the previous uh, uh, distributor of Star Wars 
and how a certain purchase may affect the MCU and maybe some re-releases of Star yeah, Wars movies. So let's dive in, dude. And also, before we go, I guess we should let everyone know this is not going to be a spoiler-free conversation. So if you have not seen the Justice League, uh, if you have not seen the Infinity War trailer, I can't believe you haven't. It's only had 80 million views. It's literally uh, the top most yeah. viewed. It's, I think it's like 230 million. It's oh, literally it? the yeah, it's that's the, a, that's literally crazy. the top most viewed trailer of all on time. YouTube of all time it's, of all time movie trailer. It's pretty insane. I think we yeah. retweeted something about it. Yes, uh, I did. 230 yeah. million views in 24 hours. So who Incredible. knows what it is right now? Incredible. But that's just that was just in 24 hours from when it came out. Absolutely incredible. Uh, we are going to spoil the Punisher Netflix series as well, too. Yep. Ryan and I both finished that. Uh, and we're not going to spoil The Last Jedi because Ryan and I don't get to get to see sneak previews of said Star Wars movies. Our yet. press pass still has not come in yet. All right. So there you have it. Reasonable list. If you have not seen the Justice League, if you have not finished the Punisher and you don't mind spoilers, keep listening. If you mm-hmm. haven't seen it or finished the show, Press pause. Come back to us later. You're not going to hurt our feelings. Just come back and listen to what we got to say later. All right, man. So uh, let's start with Justice League. Is that you want to do that? Yeah, that's fine. All yeah. right, cool, man. Uh, who's going to go first? We or go at the same time. <laughs> just, One, two, three, go. Just start. Ch- just start yelling at e- uh, yelling our thoughts. <laughs> um, I'll go because right. you have seen it twice. And, I have seen it twice. Yes. Um, I only saw it once. I uh, and we kind of chatted about this a little bit after the fact, and you know, off the off the air, as we like to say, or off recording, off the record. Oh yeah, off the off record. the record with Ryan O'Farrell and John Williams. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be weird to have it like an off the record show because isn't that just on the record? Yeah. Is Today's that the topics? Joke? Yeah, off the record with Ryan O'Farrell. <laughs> off the off the record. So don't don't record this. Good evening. Um, I'm Ryan O'Farrell. It's just and just this a is off show. the record. All right, <laughs> just a silent show. That's all. It is. Like well, it's all ba- off the record. So sounds like something that would would have been like an anchor man. You know, <laughs> this is. Off Why would you have a record. show called Off the Record? Because <laughs> it's catchy. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good, but. <laughs> No, everything's on the record here. (laughs) 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 All right, man. TV Christmas. Where the hell did we just go with all that? Okay. All right. Talk to me about Justice League, dude. This is our show. (laughs) I'll do whatever I want. want. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, man, I went, uh, gosh, the weekend it came out and must have been two weekends ago, I think now. Yeah, Um, it's been out out for three weeks now. Well, it's in its third weekend, I should say. It's in its third weekend. weekend. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, Lauren and I went and uh, gosh, I, I mean, I've I, so much good happened in justice league. So much good. Um, we had a lot of meeting uh, each one of the members, you know, got to hear obviously seeing uh, Jason Momoa on full screen and uh, seeing cyborg and seeing, uh, seeing Diana again. And uh, of course seeing flash seeing Barry, um, See, getting to see these characters that we really, I mean, Diana, except for Diana, getting to see the three other characters that we really haven't been able to, um, like, understand that much uh, outside of what we know from comic books and getting to see them full screen was fantastic. Um, I mean, honestly, uh, just the flash, the, the, the speed force, I should say, the speed force stole the show. Like, you know, I'm not saying um, everything about the Flash character. I mean, the guy it, it was great. Ezra Miller was fantastic. He played a really great Barry Allen. Um, I really liked his interpretation of it. 
Um, it didn't bother me at all. It's a little, I mean, you got a, a lot of campiness happening in these movies now. And I feel like that little goofiness factor is, is getting turned up a lot. And this year has been the year of that. It's been the goofy has been turned up to kind of like 10 and a half to me, um, where it's, it's past the point of being effectively funny. And now it's to the point of just kind of being, um, okay. And it's a little tongue in cheek, I guess, or that's just, you know, low hanging fruit. Like, you know, we're trying to be funny. Well, you um, can almost make the argument yeah. that Ragnarok was a comedy. You really can. I mean, you really, mm-hmm. really can. Um, it, it, well, it was, I mean, honestly, you, I don't think not only can you make the argument, I think we can just say it. It was an action comedy. <laughs> yeah. Know, I think that guardians flick. volume two action but, comedy. Yeah. Buddy cops, you know, you know, with so Hulk it was and Thor. Yeah. And, and so to watch some of these characters come to life, the fights with Steppenwolf, the understanding that they really need more, um, the Superman fight scene in the park, uh, where they, you know, when they bring back soups, um, that fight scene was just amazing, especially him and Barry going at it. Uh, when he runs around, when the flash kind of goes into that speed force and starts running around soups and then Superman just starts looking at him as he's running around. Him. Yeah. I see <laughs> like, you. Yeah. And then just, I can that see you. W- don't worry. <laughs> just, just that like, Oh no, look that he had on his face. Um, all the way to the end, we finally see, you know, I, I commented the first, one of the few things that I, I kind of shot John in a text was, it was a good movie. We finally get ice breath. <laughs> like yes. We finally get yes. ice breath um, with something that, uh, what I've been waiting for forever. And I think everybody has. It's just oh, like, yeah. hey, it's give a, us like the full gamut of Superman yeah, powers. It's like, a major arsenal that's, yeah. that Kal-El has. And, and to not have him doing it, just, it doesn't seem right. We're right. really just and focusing so, on the heat vision, right, right, right. Uh, which actually is almost more laser vision uh, in this interpretation of Superman. Oh yeah, it's you super know, he, just lasers. Yeah, yeah, which is a cool effect when 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 he uses it. I, I've always thought the special effects on the for the Man of Steel edition of Superman yeah. uh, were always spot on. But yeah, I mean, removing the the ice breath while you know, it, I mean, it is a little like a little cheesy. Yeah, it's still a part of who that character is and is yeah. somewhat cheesy and campy as it is. It's it still belongs there. And and I if felt it was I felt yeah. it was used in the right manner. Yeah, and he wasn't just, sure. you know, like uh, swooping Pulling in down like, a Dr. Pepper or something. Yeah. Hmm, looking at you, <laughs> you know, Iceman, Bobby, you know. Yeah. Cool this off for <laughs> <But> me. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> it yeah. So stupid. So it's, it's called got, that's that's how they help pay for X Men Two. By the way, was that little yeah, Doctor Pepper bottle? Yeah, all those endorsements. I'm sure. <laughs> um, so you had a lot of these little moments in there where it's just like, man, we get to see this, and it's great. And when the teamwork shots, um, you know, obviously Joss Whedon's influence inside of the post production part of this was pretty obvious. I mean, more than anything else, is you saw a lot of the Avengers influence of how the he how the direction of the shots went. Now the argument can be made those shots were made, right? Like this was all shot. You know, he he was pure post-production directing. The direction has already been set forth. I imagine it feels like Joss Whedon, but more than likely it was it was mostly Zach doing that stuff. It was mostly Zack Snyder um still focused 
in that way. I think he wanted to make it lighter as well. I think he understood fan reaction and kind of adjusted some things appropriately, which I'm totally great with. And so I, I liked a lot of this movie. And then there was a lot of moments where I, you know, dog-eared and kind of head-scratched a little bit and didn't think that things, didn't think that um, the execution of certain things were done the best way. I felt like there was quite a few things that could have been handled better. Um, But if I'm walking into a movie expecting it to be perfect, you know, I'm not, you know, we're not going to get very far right well, i mean the only you know, the only people who make perfect dead comic book fans movies. will argue with me i'm yeah, sure yeah, the only perfect but, comic book movie is deadpool ryan you should know right. that by now <laughs> but i think there was there was quite a few moments where i where i definitely was just like man I, I wish this was just done a little bit differently i wish we could have we could have really fleshed out a different story here um and it was kind of what happened you know the the the, the finale of the movie was Justice League bring back soups and soups comes in and does the final butt kicking on Steppenwolf, right? Like that's kind of the, it's kind of what, kind of what we almost didn't expect, but well, we expected it, you know, we kind of called it and said, we're going to expect him to come back and get that final push, you know, final push over the cliff for the rest of the team. Um, yeah, you know, I had, I had a similar thought and, and I want to touch on because I'm kind of shaking my head in disagreement, you know, I, I somewhat because seeing it a second time, I have a little bit of a different take on sure. Superman's appearance at the end. Uh, but before we before I started like saying, OK, here's all the stuff I didn't like. I, I, want, I definitely want to talk about what I what I certainly enjoy. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and, I, and it's going to echo a lot of what you said. It, it's a very it's a very well paced movie. Uh, it's you know, it comes in at just literally a minute under two hours. And at times it feels like it needed a little bit more extra to it where I wouldn't say along the same lines as Dawn of Justice, where when you saw that theatrically and you left, you're like, wow, there you could see where things were missing. And yeah. then when you and then when you eventually get around to saying the R-rated cut, you're like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, that's what was missing. You know, it's called exposition. <laughs> no, and story yeah, I didn't. Dying. I didn't yeah. feel that way at all. No, yeah. no. Uh, I will agree that I, I think the chemistry between these uh, actors would was really great. I know a lot of people, and this is where it's so frustrating when we talk about. You know, the DCEU movies and MCU movies, I, I don't know why people need to compare all the time, but I guess that's just the environment in which we're in. Coke will always be compared to Pepsi. Chevrolet will always be compared to Ford. Budweiser yeah, will always yeah. be compared to Coors. You know, and uh, Sony will always be compared to Samsung. Xbox will always be compared to PlayStation. We go on and on and on and on and right, on right. and on with, with no end in sight. That, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, man, if we had just had like these origin stories, you know, Ryan, I, I don't know if I can handle any more origin stories. I just I just don't. And I can say that walking out of Justice League now being a, you know, we, we already kind of have an in because we're comic book readers, right? If you don't know how Bruce Wayne became Batman, folks, I'm sorry. Go do some flip flapping homework, okay? I don't need to see Thomas and Martha Wayne gunned down again in the alleyway. I just don't. 
Right. I don't because because it doesn't just happen inside of origin story movies. It happens in flashbacks. It happens in one shots. It happens. We saw Ryan. We have seen it literally in every Batman movie except for two. Now the dark or uh, three, the dark Knight, the dark Knight rises and justice league. The Tim Burton Batman, we saw it yep. happen. Batman Returns, flashback. Batman Forever, flashback. Batman and Robin, flashback. Uh, Dawn of Justice, flashback. We get it. The parents were shot. <laughs> fell into a cave. Scared by bats. Saved by Alfred. Justice. Okay. We're in. We're on board. We're in. We got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, we've already seen, obviously, Wonder Woman's origin. And see... Which was great, right? I mean, you and I know her backstory, but there's going to yeah. be quite a few people who don't. So what I really liked about the way Arthur, uh, Cyborg, and The Flash were introduced, we we probably saw more of Cyborg's origin than we did yeah. the other two, is I really don't have a problem, Ryan, bringing these characters together. They fight, and then in a solo movie, they begin to be fleshed out who they are. Sure. I, that happens in comic books all the time all the time yeah and so really as dc would have been a damned if you do damned if you don't if they had yeah. gone with three full-blown origin stories in this movie okay people said oh my gosh it was too much it was too much it was too much then you've got some people are saying oh we needed more well what more did you need what more do you need knowing that Aquaman has a standalone that is due next year? Flashpoint is the year after that. And Cyborg has, he's on the docket, but we don't know when. But he very easily could be put into Flashpoint. And there's already the rumor that Affleck's going to be in Flashpoint as well, anyway. So, sure. Yeah, th- that aside, I literally had no problem with having three origin stories. What we got was perfect, and it's very similar to what we saw in Homecoming. We did not need to see the radioactive spider again. We had yeah. good dialogue between uh, Aquaman and Flash, or excuse me, Cyborg and Flash, where he's like struck by lightning, and he's like, well, yeah, that's kind of, you know, if you want to kind of simplify it, you know, cool. Yeah, which is cool. Fine. That's fine. Right. Because right. <laughs> that, because that's telling us that that's going to be expanded upon. Okay. That's yeah. going to be expanded upon. All right. We already know how Diana has ended up in the world of men. We already know that we already know what drives Batman. Okay. Right. We saw right. cyborg put together. Now I would have appreciated having some of what was cut from the trailers, uh, for cyborg back into the movie, showing a little bit of his previous life. But I feel that what we got was good enough. It was good enough for this story. And then, obviously, we're going to have Aquaman uh, next summer. And while, you know, at least I haven't heard any leaked storyline, I'm assuming it takes place before Justice League would be my guess. Yeah. Which, which makes sense for the story that they've already told. So I didn't, I had no problem with their, with, with the quick origin stories. Uh, I loved the, the beginning uh, of the movie with you know Batman using the uh, thug as bait to bring out a parademon. 
that felt very Tim Burton esque. Uh, yeah, in terms really of cool. right, bringing this version of Batman a little bit more in line with who he is. You know, uh, he's not just you know crushing skulls and branding people and um, just an out of control Batman. We see a much more in control Batman than what we saw. Yeah. Uh, well, he's, he's, really, he's not alone anymore. And I think alone. that's what it's helping him kind yes. of move past and say, okay, I don't have to be the psycho that has to be that everyone is scared of. I can, I can really just, and it was I really, really cool to be Batman. And it was, it was a little bit of detective work in terms yeah. of this is how I'm going to, you know, cause he knows that there's a pair of demon around. This is how he's going to draw him out. Right. Rather and he figured out just, they work off fear. Like, yeah. Yeah, like absolutely. It's a really cool, really cool detective moments. Uh, I love that. I absolutely thought the, uh, chase scene at Themyscira between Steppenwolf and the Amazons yeah. was incredible loved it uh that was very edge of your seat action the amazons put up a heck of a better fight than the atlanteans did those guys went down like chumps <laughs> compared to the yeah. amazons um so yeah okay uh th- that was a lot of fun i thought steppenwolf's appearance was fantastic yes he's all cgi now i don't know if you've read a lot of this ryan a lot of people have been saying well oh another dc movie with a cgi villain Oh, okay. Are we not paying attention to what's happening on the other side of the fence? Because Dormammu, uh, Ego, the Destroyer, uh, Thanos, all of the Chitauri. um, Can I keep going on? Right. (laughs) There's, again, when you encounter the fanboyism of just getting behind a movie studio in in a brand. You know, and I understand these brands mean a lot to people. They mean a lot to me. Obviously, they do, right? We don't, we, what are we talking about every, you know, two weeks because of this thing? Because, yeah, of these but don't, brands. don't, don't throw, you know, uh, you know, water balloons at me because Steppenwolf is CGI when, you know, Ego was CGI. Just don't. Yeah. You, I, you, it, it, that argument zero. doesn't work. That argument doesn't work. <laughs> Trolls, and, and I didn't I think know, the CGI know. on Steppenwolf was bad. I mean, people are like, oh, it looks so terrible. I, I honestly did not think so at all. I CGI thought, is I thought looking CGI, a lot better these days. And I thought he looked good. He interacted well with the environment around him. It, he didn't look like he was superimposed in there. I mean, Fine. you know, you go back and you watch Civil War. And we, guys, you know how much we love Civil War. Man, when Rhodey crashes down to Earth and, and Tony lands in that armor, it could not look more PlayStation 2 when he lands and he starts walking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks like, again, looks the budget rough. was getting a little tight, I guess, at that point, right? So I thought the Steppenwolf character was was great. And, you know, when we talk, when we talk right about people nitpicking, one of the, one of the first things that I, that I heard was like, you know, people saying, well, I don't understand what Steppenwolf's point was. What was he there to do? And you and I talked about this the following day. Oh, it's yeah. like, did they not listen to the narrative of the story? Because he laid it out pretty clear. Yeah. Zack Snyder could not have done a better job, honestly. And, and I told you this. I said, it got to the point where I was happy to hear it. And then the, it the got to the point was that I was fantastic. like, yeah, I was like, okay, okay, yes, I get it. Like, yes, I was getting a little annoyed as to how much exposition there was going on. So if you, which, whatever, but, but yeah, if you dude, said, if, if you said that, through two hours of justice league and you walk out unreasonable fanboys, 
and you said, well, they didn't, he didn't give a very clear reason as to why he was there. Then you were not paying attention. I'm sorry. Put your phone you just down weren't. and go back in. You weren't paying attention because I, I can spell out the scene almost perfectly. Because he's talking about the unity of the mother boxes. He goes, unity will begin and then dark side. Right, exactly. He's he's terraforming Earth to bring in dark side. Dark side. That's that's why he is there. He (laughs) basically, you know, and and some people are like, well, you know, if he's supposed to be this big, the big baddie. No, 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 no. He never claimed to be the big baddie. Again, if you listen to the narrative of the story, okay, Earth was going to be terraformed to be similar to Apocalypse and Darkseid was going to grant Steppenwolf dominion over Earth. Right. Yeah. Steppenwolf gets nothing unless Darkseid appoints it to him. It's just the way yeah. it works. Steppenwolf is Darkseid's uncle, but Darkseid is the big bad in the DC multiverse. Right. And it, it could not be any more clear. And I guess so with you, I loved that that exposition is something that we had a huge criticism over the theatrical version of Dawn of Justice. It, it, this one didn't have it for a lot of the stuff that was cut out that we saw in yeah. the trailers that we didn't see in the movie. Brian, I didn't feel right. we were missing story. I, it felt at times right. we were we were making hard clutch shifts up and down without a lot of pressing on the clutch to do so <laughs> we were just kind of like huh, yeah huh, it jerked, huh? it, it yeah, jerked that story around a little yeah. bit like yeah we were we knew where we were going but good lord there was some very snyder like moments of yes. just kind of like yep and we're here now and you're yes. going okay where did but oh, hitting mike okay where did we where did we come from and where are we going? And, <laughs> and he's yeah, like, and nope, I, no time for those questions. We're moving. I absolutely uh, thought Steppenwolf was a great villain. I disagree with people who say he is the worst villain since Malekith uh, from the from the Dark World. I'm sorry. There are very few comic book movies that are worse than Thor 2. Okay. I mean, <laughs> we, we could spend a whole show on what current comic book movies are better than Thor two. It wouldn't take long. Okay. To compile that list. Uh, I, I felt that he was portrayed very well. Again, the, the yeah. chase scene with the Amazons, uh, the battle in Atlantis, I thought was great. I would like to have seen maybe a little bit more of, uh, Arthur in Atlantis, but I also get that the tone of this movie and the tone of this storytelling was fast they were under the gun they were under the gun to get things done and i'm not rhyming on purpose but they were under the gun to get things done and so he's not going to go to atlantis and hang out with mira the hottie down there for you know a couple hours he's there he was going to try to stop stepping wolf from getting the mother box failed then he realizes he's got to go join batman he needs some atlantean armor and he's off and right. I'll explain later. I, I need this and this. I will explain <clears throat> later. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with that. Now, let's get into the to the real, like, obviously, the resurrection of, of Superman. Yeah. Interesting way to bring him back. Uh, I, we, we've now gone to the well twice with the 
goo in the Kryptonian ship with the resurrection of Zod mixed with Luther's blood to create the doomsday weapon. Uh, now we're back at it again to bring Clark <laughs> back with a mother uh, box with the mother box. Now in that regard, I don't, I wouldn't say that I have a problem using uh, the mother box as a means, right? Because if, if you were to follow exactly how Kal-El returns from the death of Superman into the return of Superman from back in the nineties, you're going to get a lot more than just two hours. That being said, though, we saw these official tweets of the black suit and talks of the regeneration chamber. And so clearly something changed along the way. And I'm not going to sit here tonight and and pine for something that didn't happen. It it didn't happen. I'll do it for you. Yeah, I, I know you were a little, I, I can accept it. And, and here's the reason why I'm going to accept it. And, and not just because I'm going to DC fanboy here. That Superman's return in, in the way that he comes back using the mother box, it makes sense that because these mother boxes are these powerful entities that, that you know, could charge up Kal-El's cells. And, and I do like the exposition behind it when Bruce tells the rest of the league well, we've got someone whose body is not, won't decompose and his cells could potentially regenerate, which tells me that between Dawn of Justice and Justice League, those events, Bruce has been doing some investigating on Kryptonians. You don't think he can't get access to those Kryptonian files on that ship? Oh, he he had those. He has them. He, yeah. He's already, yeah, he's already been on that ship as Batman probably more than once without anybody at Star Labs even knowing he was there. Okay. Oh, yeah. So he's already aware of, of what is going on. So he's, he's been doing his, his homework. But he all, we also know that he has Lex Luthor's files. He has Amanda Waller's files as well, too. Again, unreasonableness. Canon and continuity are king. If you sit there and go, well, how did Batman get all this stuff? Did you not see the mid credits of Suicide Squad? I'm sorry. Did you yeah. not see that? Okay. She hands them, she hands them to him. <laughs> she hands them to him. Did you not see the end of Dawn of Justice where he downloads them? <laughs> and you don't think that after he incarcerates Luthor in Arkham Asylum, he's not going to get his hands on Luthor's files? Of course he is. He's oh, yeah. the Batman. Okay, whatever the Batman wants, the Batman gets and he's going to have them. So, right. Uh, to the resurrection of Superman, I, I don't have a problem with the way that he was brought back in that I still am a believer that the dream sequence that Bruce had in Dawn of Justice is going to play a role of we see the Flash visit him. He says Lois is the key the dream of the evil Superman. We see the Omega symbols burned into the ground, which is apocalypse. We see the parademons working with like the Superman soldiers. I still think that is in play in some fashion. Now I could be completely wrong. It it won't be the first time, but we saw that Clark, when he was resurrected, really wasn't. Well, we didn't him. see it resolved yet. We haven't. We seen haven't seen it resolved. That resolves that. Clark so. has been resurrected by essentially evil technology. And right. Cyborg. And if you guys read Cyborg, whether it's in Justice League or a standalone, or even if you watch the Teen Titans, like Teen Titans, go, yeah. you know, for crying out loud, he is always at war with the mother box technology that created him. 
He is always learning something yep. new. He is always receiving like new transmissions and stuff. And he, it's a constant battle for him to keep his humanity in control over what the mother box created for him. Okay. Right. So now we've got Kal-El who was resurrected by a mother box. I still think it's in play because this could be the means that dark side uses to return to earth because now we have earth's greatest hero who is infected for lack of a better term. Okay. By mother box technology. Now it, it could be a stretch. I don't know. Could the resurrection have been handled better? I think so. I'm willing to take what was given to me. I liked, yeah. I liked his return. I liked the throwdown <clears throat> with the Justice League. I want to echo what you said. You know, Flash, kind of dodging the punches and then eventually kind of tripping, and he takes a, a nice smack. The the little throwdown between him and Diana. Cool thing that you and I talked about is how she refers to him constantly as Kal El. Oh, beautiful! What a, what a touching moment it. because it goes yeah. back to. What she claimed that she is in in the Wonder Woman standalone, that she is love, that she is hope. And that is what she brings. She brings love. She brings hope. And seeing it the second time, I got even more chills and goosebumps when she throws the lasso around him and she says, Kal-El, you are the last son of Krypton. What Mm -hmm. a a great line that you are the last son of Krypton. And just referring to him as Kal-El over and over was great. I love their little shoving match they had. Number one, it shows that Diana can go toe to toe with Kal-El for a while. He'll eventually get the upper hand, but she can kind of hold her own. And of course, when he spies Batman, and picks him up and, and right and you, you know, I remember like that was yes, just you. he's I remember right and when he picks yeah. up when he picks up Bruce Batman I should say and now I saw it with two very different groups of people when I went on the Thursday night it was a very subdued group there was really only about twenty people in the theater sure yeah we all got a good kick out of that line it actually got some like yeah you know when he asked me he says do you bleed you know yeah, that right, was yeah. a great line and and it brought in that very quick where it's like oh crap that <laughs> yeah something's yeah. wrong with kal-el right yeah and for a minute you're wondering it's like it is this affleck's exit from justice yeah. league right <laughs> seriously yeah is. you're kind of like okay <laughs> all right okay interesting and then i love how the big gun was oh, i love the big gun was That's great so good. It, very was much great. In the, I, I told you it was like very much a call to uh the hulk buster Betty. Yes. Uh, the armor that was in, that's in space for, uh, what was it? Civil war. No, no, not civil war, but uh, Ultron uh, Ultron, which apparently um, we will see again. Oh yeah. We, 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 we're we going to see again. We got, yeah. it, we got it. We got it. But it was very much like a callback to, I felt like it was a call to that a little bit, but I loved that calling her the big gun was just beautiful. Cause she just goes and steps out of this little tiny Amy Adams kind of just like slinks yeah. out of this car and you're like, Oh, big gun. Oh, uh, we get it. Like yeah. that was cool. I liked it would have been, <laughs> yeah. And it would have been silly to reintroduce the kryptonite spear, which I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure Bruce still has. Um, oh, it's in the, it's in, it's, it's in, the, in the cave somewhere. It's in the office. It's in, <laughs> yeah, it's in, it's, it's, it's in, in the, the closet office. somewhere. Uh, yeah. that, that hasn't gone away. Uh, but yeah, it would have been too easy, uh, to, to show up with the spear. Right. Because right, then yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, wash, rinse and repeat. What? We're going to huck this thing at him. And yeah, and we're One right back to where we were before. 
Yeah. And, but then that would have been, been even more disappointing. But. And it wouldn't have accomplished any storyline because then Clark would have just been like, oh, you res- you resurrect me just to fight me again. And he does have that great line with, you won't let me live and you won't let me die. Mm-hmm. A great line. Great yeah. line, which makes makes us think, where was Clark at while he yeah. was dead? And, I, and I'm yeah. hoping it's going to be expanded upon. I really kind of do. Because it was yeah. a very great part of the storyline, comic book-wise, on the return of Superman. Uh, so yeah, I, I know we're kind of, kind of going along here. To get to your point of Superman showing up at the end. Uh, with in the battle with Steppenwolf, you and I were very much in agreement that like, wow, you know, they're you know they fight Steppenwolf a couple times. First time doesn't go so well. They make the decision, or at least Bruce makes a decision to bring Superman back in, and then he flies off with Lois. Don't know if he's coming back or whatever. Then they have to go into battle against Steppenwolf one more time. Right. Now, yeah. when when <clears throat> Superman shows up, the conversation that you and I had afterwards, we were like, well. Wow. Okay. Here comes Superman to save the day. After watching it again, Ryan, he really doesn't get an upper hand because for every blow that he dishes out to Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf gets right back up each time. And it wasn't until he was started working directly with the league. What, what caused Steppenwolf to surrender was he he froze breath, the, the ax, and then Diana right, yeah. comes in and shatters it. Right? Right, right, right. Yeah. And then she stands there in front of Steppenwolf. And that's when he, that's when Steppenwolf it now has fear because his weapon that nobody could defeat. Right. I mean, Diana's using her sword. She's able to kind of go toe to toe with him, but eventually he's shoving her around. Right. Right. Batman, yeah. of course, has got to get in some sort of technology to try to get to him. And, and that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. He's just right? running director role back there. Okay. Yeah, you attack. Right. He's okay, like, yeah, he's running this. interference. He's keeping the parademons yeah. off of him, essentially. While right. The, while the bigger Barry. Guns, yeah. yeah. While, while Barry and, and the other guys can, um, can, can fight. So, on the second viewing, I felt more that Superman equalized the fight, but didn't take over the fight okay. because Steppenwolf right. got in a couple really good hits on Kal El. I mean, like knocked him around real good. And for every blow that Steppenwolf took from yeah. from Supes, he was getting back up. Now he was getting right. hit harder than he was when Diana was hitting him. Sure. Obviously, much harder than when you know Arthur. Arthur, who's very strong as well, too. I mean, he's no pushover. Arthur yeah. was hitting him pretty tough. So I see it as Superman equalized that yeah. battle and was more of the <clears throat> now we have that final piece of the puzzle. We're working together, yeah. and that that's what I got from the second time. And, and we've missed a lot. And I want to get your thoughts on that. And I want our reasonableness to get it as well, too. Uh, that, that's how I felt the second time watching. It was okay. more of an equalizing of the fight, not tipping it in the Justice League's favor. Sure. Though they ended up, you yeah. know, because they, did, they didn't really beat Steppenwolf. They didn't beat him. No, oh, no, they didn't kill him, right? He was, yeah. he was taken back by, by Dark, Dark Side. Side. Dark Side sent a boom tube and brought him back. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Saved, kind of saved him a little bit. I yeah. mean, otherwise, parademons were going to tear him to probably to shreds. Correct. Um, yeah. You know, just by the given mass of them. But yeah. So the 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 whole bringing soups back thing that was my biggest point of contention uh, with with the whole with the whole film. To be honest, uh, well, there's a lot of those. You know, I told you of those goofy moments that kind of been turned up to eleven, where you had Bruce working with Barry. 
um, very deliberately to grow him as a as a hero because that's oh. what Barry is. Yeah, and, and you had. And can uh, I add something just real quick before yeah. I forget? I, I, I know I monologued a lot there. We had heroes in this one, Ryan, acting like heroes in a DC movie. Yeah, which has been missing from Man of Steel and Donna. There right. were heroic moments in those movies, but, but throughout, but throughout heroic moments from from everybody, which was the, the step they needed to take for these characters. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just didn't want to. Yeah, I, I was afraid I was going to forget that if I didn't. Nah, super important. Down. Very, very important. We had, um, but we had Bruce kind of walking Barry through kind of being a mentor to him a little bit. And I think that's, that was really special. There's a few moments in there where you can, again, where you see Batman starting to come back around, right? He's the, the razor's edge is getting dulled out to be a little less, you know, psychotic and more (laughs) down to earth and, you know, uh, and, and understanding the world around him, understand where he's going to live. And I think in who he is as a symbol and how that changes, you know, how that, how that has changed course, um, from, you know, when you think of when you, we kind of flash back to Donna justice really quickly, we remember the sequence or the scene, um, where Batman was kind of first introduced, um, where the prisoners were downstairs, not prisoners, but yeah, they're well, essentially, um, <clears throat> the hostages were kept downstairs in a basement and Batman came in and beat up slash maybe killed <clears throat> branded the people that were keeping them hostage. And when the cops came in to save them, they shut the door. They were keeping themselves in the cage because Batman was still in the building and they didn't want anyone to get anywhere in the way. They knew that if they got in the way, they would get hurt too. And so, so we go from that kind of Batman, right. To now understanding Barry's going, Hey man, like I'm kind of freaking out. All I do is just kind of push people around. Like I'm in, I'm out, I'm done. Like, I don't know what to do. And Batman just tells him just save one. That's all Mm. you need to do. And then, then he goes, and then what he goes, well, you'll know. And of course, you know, it's, it's the, the self-told story at that point that of course, once Barry rushes in and grabs one person, he realizes, oh, I can, I can grab another. Right. And so he kind of saves in that final, in the final fight, he's saving, you know, not only Cyborg's dad, but you know, all the hostages that have been taken, um, that are going to get turned into parademons, um, unless they give him information about the mother boxes and stuff like that. So he's, he's saving people. And I think that was, there's a lot of really important moments for Barry in there as a character to grow. It's kind of like, he's the, he's the Spider-Man a little bit in yeah, this group. Yeah. He's the, he's the young kid. He's it's a younger interpretation of getting Barry his, yeah. 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 Yes. And he's getting his feet wet in all and it this. And he's trying to, it worked. Yeah. Ezra Miller Beautiful. was fantastic. Oh yeah. 100%. He was fantastic. Yeah. Um, the Barry Allen stuff was, was some of my favorite, of course, my favorite moments. Ezra Miller was, was just hands down. Fabulous. Wonderful. Um, my biggest point in contention, like I said, was the, was the return, the resurrection of Superman. Um, of course, you know, I'm going to have my pity party and I'm going to have it as long as I can about that black suit. You wanted, Um, you wanted that black suit and mullet, dude. You wanted it, dude. I wanted a bearded. Yeah. Black suit. Yeah. They should have had him come back with the, at least with the mustache. Should have had a beard. Yeah, he should have had a beard. Um, you know, that's kind of half of it. That's kind of some of it there. I would agree. But the fact that I mean, they switched gears real hard 
uh, to get Superman back. That was kind of a, it was, we were headed down one path and all of a sudden everybody took a real sharp 90 degree turn to go get Superman. And it felt, it felt really placed and it didn't feel as natural as I wanted it to. I, when I, I remember watching it just going, man, it's just jarring that we're like, this is the biggest priority at this point. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that we could say about that, but anyway, bringing him back in the resurrection chamber, I just, you know, it was one more time of just kind of seeing this, seeing this resurrection chamber, you know, kind of do its thing again. And, uh, you know, I, I pitched my idea to you of just like what I would have wanted to see. And, um, you know, I would love to have seen the resurrection attempt not work. Uh, and then they still have to do what they need to do with Steppenwolf. I think that's, they st- you know, still going back and saying, okay, how do we rally? How do we get back together? And they're, you know, I wish they would have fought by a coast, to be honest with you. I feel like Arthur's abilities were much underdone because they did not fight near a lot of water in that final fight. I feel like if they put them near water, just he would have had a much bigger upper hand in that he could have you know the having seeing like a you know hundred foot tsunami just like crash down on on steppenwolf would have been super cool to see and oh yeah Yeah. you know there's a lot of things that could have been done where flashes running around in the water like on top of the water stuff like that that i kind of just started like man like what would have happened if we'd seen arthur um his abilities kind of evened you know, on the even scale with everybody else. And the only way to do that is to well, be near water <laughs> um, and to be able to do that. So I felt like that was a little underused and it's possible that because it wasn't the Superman involvement may have made sense. I would have loved to have seen the same, some of the same things happen with Steppenwolf. We still could have got a, a very reasonable defeat of Steppenwolf. And then at the very end, maybe like even the mid credit post sequence, you know, seeing Kal-El's eyes pop open, you know, where we then see, we're going to see this person come back and he's going to come back fleshed out and he's going to come back. We'll get the story because he's going to walk on in the beginning of the movie and we'll understand what happened and we'll understand where he's at. Um, and I, I really would have liked to have seen that being that be all that being said, the park fight was awesome. You know, I, I, there's the fact that they were there is one thing, but the, but what I was watching on screen was awesome. It was so cool. Um, I, I just, uh, I just wish it was in a, done in a black suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I won't, argue, I won't argue with that. I, I, I see the, you know, in this way, you and I had a, a different, different viewpoint, you know, after the first encounter as a group with Steppenwolf, literally getting it handed to them, right? Because, I mean, Steppenwolf defeated pretty much Themyscira on his own and yeah. then went to Atlantis. Hurt Barry, and, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and then went to Atlantis and was a wrecking ball there. <clears throat> right. And the story that Diana tells, which is interesting because she knows, you know, obviously who Steppenwolf is. She knows about the mother boxes and things like that. Right. When she recounts the story to Bruce... I mean, we see, you know, men, Atlanteans, the old gods. We see Zeus in that battle. We right, see yeah. the lanterns in that battle. We see lanterns dying in that battle with Steppenwolf. Right, yeah. And they still didn't beat him. He retreated. They didn't beat him. Remember? Right, right, right. He, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they go into, and what I saw was a little bit of a different perspective. They went into this confrontation with 
Steppenwolf with a little bit of hubris. I think with a little bit of a, of a chip on their shoulder, right? Yeah. Diana's like, well, I've defeated Ares. I mean, who does Steppenwolf think he is, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Batman's like, well, look at all this stuff I can make, right? Cyborg, oh, I was made, by, so. your, yeah. I was made by your technology. And then you've got, yep. you know, Barry, who's like, well, who, who's like me? And yep. they get worked. Right, they get. Oh, and then of course you got Arthur. I don't want to discount Aquaman. And they get. Well, he came in at the very end. Arthur the wasn't end. really right, there. The he yeah. just so, kind of stopped the correct, wave correct. coming yeah. in to kill him. I mean, so you had Cyborg, uh, Flash, still understanding his technology. Correct. Flash is still very new to what's going and, on around him. And Batman makes the decision that you know that was the probably yeah. shouldn't have done that. We are in over our heads. We need Kal El in some sure. fashion. So you and I have a little bit of a different perspective and that's okay. That's okay. I, I don't, I didn't feel herky jerky by going from the defeated Steppenwolf to the need to resurrect Superman. I, I just didn't feel herky jerky there. Now for the, for time's sake, I, I do want to move on to some things that <laughs> not nitpicky. They're, they're developing plot holes that need to be addressed in, in, in a number of ways. The first one yeah. is, no one seems to question at the end of the movie why Clark Kent is alive in Smallville and moving his mom back into the farmhouse. Because yeah, at the end of smiling. the island, everybody's just slapping backs and just, hey, boys, get this furniture in there. Okay, and sir. No one's putting two and two together. Oh, Superman's back. Well, Clark's back, too. Well, by golly. It's <laughs> weird. Yeah, because the headline said. show up together a lot. Right? The headline said in Dawn of Justice, Clark Kent presumed dead. Now, here's here's where. Here's where I have the problem because I told you I went and watched the ending of Dawn of Justice. Right, yeah. To get clarification. Two funerals are held, right? One one was held in Metropolis where yeah, Bruce tells Diana yeah, yeah. they're holding a ceremony for an empty casket. Okay. Obviously. Right. Now, who did Bruce trick that Superman's body was in there? Okay. He's the, again the Batman, right? <laughs> he it's locked it, away. Like if anyone's a, gonna, if anyone can get out with yeah. a corpse, it's gonna be the Batman. Okay, so right, he, yeah. he got out of there with Kal-El's corpse in some fashion. Yeah, and then Clark's body is the one that's being buried in Smallville. Now, right, there is a scene in Dawn of Justice. the The wake happens at the farmhouse. Clark's casket is there because it, it goes by carriage from the farmhouse to the cemetery. Okay. Right. There is a scene and say what you will about Zack Snyder. He understands continuity where Martha puts a picture of Clark and Paul Kent in the casket and puts it in, in Clark's hands, which we see that photo and it's in the same spot in the same in spot. Hands. And yeah, yeah. Again, Wonderful. say what you will about Zack Snyder. He knows how to work continuity. Okay. He doesn't just throw it out the window. Yeah. Wonderful touch. So now was the wake open casket? Because if it was the, almost the entire town of Smallville got to see an ashen corpse of Clark Kent. Or yeah. was it just Martha in that moment? Because that scene is actually a flashback. 
Okay, and we're not gonna we're not gonna break down Dawn of Justice here, but the scene where you see her put the the picture in the casket is a flashback, right? So, uh, uh, making an apology for it, you could say, well, it was a closed casket, and they could have just simply told people they couldn't find Clark's body because Metropolis is a wreck, right? It's very easy. You could you can make that story. Clark is is gone. He was in this building. It collapsed. They never found his body, but he's dead. And you have a closed casket with actually nothing in there, and the funeral is just for closure. Okay. Or it's just a plot hole. And oops, <laughs> Clark's back. And everyone's like, well, welcome back, Clark. <laughs> and the yeah. other thing is, no one, yeah, and no one questions why he's hanging out with billionaire Bruce Wayne. Yep. No, that's yeah. just, uh, so, uh, I didn't, didn't like that. Doesn't ruin the movie for me. Okay. I wasn't like, Oh my God, throw it away. But it was one of those things. I'm like, Ooh boy. Yeah. Ooh boy. Okay. It's something is something missing a, again, which yep. tells me Ryan, we're, we're going to see it again. There, there will be a Zack Snyder cut on Blu-ray. Yep. <laughs> it, it's yeah. And you extended, know what? It, the extended DVD again and that's where dceu <laughs> apparently wants to tell their stories uh yeah. i think we're going to see it happen i think we're going to see some things filled in i think we're going to see some things from the trailer make their way back into the movie um but that that was a little bit of a sticking point with me where and and also when bruce goes to the village in either iceland or greenland or somewhere around there and he is just walking around with these villagers in back of him telling arthur essentially that he's batman now uh, Okay, I mean, that was I, I don't more, know. To me, that was super inconsequential. These I villagers watch like this it. guy come in every year, yeah, and bring and they, fish, and they right? know, like they, their they know who he is. Yeah, they like, know. Yeah, who they he know is. that's Arthur. They know his name's Arthur, and they know what he can do. And he's the Aquaman. They know what he can right. do. Yeah, yeah. They know. I don't know if he's titled the Aquaman right now, but he's. You know, they know his name's Arthur and they know what he can do. And to see, I think, someone else step in as Bruce Wayne Batman is like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, just bring, just bring us more fish. <laughs> cool. <laughs> like, um, yeah, that guy's just rich. <laughs> like, if they know Bruce Wayne, I mean, if they know who he is, then it's just, okay, some, some rich, you know, doofus running around trying to figure find out who find our guy. Um, yeah, I think it's, I, I, I didn't find that super consequential. Um, I, you know, it's kind of a weird moment where you're like, yeah, he is kind of just being a little more like, <laughs> so he's really just, not protecting that identity too much. Right yeah. Now. He's, he's not really worried about that, but to be honest, you know, this could be those, we're seeing a lot of turns with this Batman, this version of him. He's getting, he is older. He is. Oh, the scenes I mean, of with, with him know. all beat up as he's taken off the, the armor. So he's got the bruises, <laughs> yeah, you know, so and, and Diana, you know, really realizing that he is at an incredible disadvantage in fights yeah. like this. He really yeah. is. I mean, he can rely yeah. on his intellect. He can rely on his detective skills, his preparation technology. But he gets beat up. It will only get you so far. And yeah. I love that scene between him and Diana, you know, where she yeah. essentially kind of helps him get out of the armor a little bit. It's not a sexualized scene. It's not trying to, you know, stoke the flames for some Diana yeah, and Bruce, Diana you know, yeah. relationship. Yeah. No, that's, that has never been their thing. Yep. In the justice league. It is, there, there may be an attraction. Cause I mean, come on, Bruce Wayne's a handsome guy. Diana is 
you know, she's Diana. So yeah, she's going to turn some heads, but their, their relationship never ventures anything beyond that. Almost yeah. to the point where, you know, Batman's like, no, that's, that's the, that's the one untouchable woman. It will never go in that direction. And in a positive way. And that's how she views Bruce. It's like, no, no, it just, that's, it just, it could it's happen. It's a Mulder Scully relate. I mean, yeah, it's like, we you could, know, you think if about we wanted like those to, we could, but we're not going yeah. to, it's just not wonderfully going to platonic. Absolutely. Yeah, wonderfully so platonic yeah. And, and again, it, it, it demonstrates her love and her compassion because, you know, it takes a lot for her to get beat up a lot oh, yeah. for her to get beat up. And now she sees this human who is trying to rally this team who's admitting and Batman, you know, for those who've read justice league, Batman has never been the leader of the justice league. That's not his thing. I mean, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, he, he can maybe be the heart and soul, but I almost say that the, the flash is almost the heart and soul of the justice league, the moral yeah. conscious of the justice league. Uh, Batman's not the leader, you know, and, but he's trying to lead. And that's when she recognizes like yeah. he can't lead, not because he doesn't have the ability. It's just, he's really in over his head and he's trying to rally us together and he's getting yeah. his butt kicked every time we go out. <laughs> that's, all he's, that's all he's trying to do is just saying, okay, we've got some hope here. And he reignited Diana's hope in humanity. Yes, again. Which I loved. I love um, that part of the storyline. Yeah. So good. Yeah. You know, he, he takes a dig at Steve Trevor, gets a punch in the gut over it. Oh man. You know, that was a hit. Yeah. And then he apologizes, Woof. you know, and then he later, sure. he's like, he said that was out of line and that is in line with the Batman character from, from right. print. Batman just, yeah. he's not like Frank Castle where he'll just like trample your feelings. Just cause, you yeah, know? just cause. Uh, he I, we got to move on to so much other stuff, but there's a couple just cool things I want to bring out with the score. Love the return of the Batman theme from Danny Elfman. Oh, uh, yeah. um, fantastic. And thank you, Danny Elfman for tipping your hat to John Williams for giving me the bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yes. And can I say if there's another Superman standalone? I love the Hans Zimmer piano keys, the Man of Steel. I love that. Nothing beats the John Williams Superman theme. And Ryan, I got to say, I love the way, not, not talking about the, the end, the credits. I love the way Justice League ended with the traditional, I don't know if you can see me, but the pulling of the shirt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For the, for the S. Like he just, he Super hears class. something, he just looks up and just, yeah. and when he pulls that, that's when you hear the, Boom, 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 boom. It's like yes, Dude, and you notice classic. You yeah. notice the suit was a lighter blue color. It wasn't as mm -hmm. dark. It was a lighter blue. Yeah. Again, very similar to what DC's doing in print by bringing the Boy Scout Superman back, but with a little bit of an edge, but still very much the truth and justice in the American way. The Superman right, that everybody right. loves. They're bringing that Superman into yeah. film. But still keeping the edge. He's not a pushover. He's not going to, you know, he's not easily tricked. Bruce has already tricked him once. He's not going to fall for it again. Right. Yeah. But he is Superman. And I love the way that it ended. Mid credit stuff. Super cool. The race with the flash. And then, of course, the original Wilson, Slade Wilson, a much more tame Lex Luthor. Thank you. We've already seen yeah. the erratic. So, yeah. yeah, very cool. Interested to see where they go. Is it going to be Legion of Doom and Justice League? So anyway, for time's sake, I don't want to yeah. keep going on with Justice nah, yeah. League. We need to kind of yeah. Keep it I think you and I both really liked it. It was super fun. Uh, I yeah. know you liked it more than Dawn of Justice. That was the first thing you said. You were like, "Yeah, I like this more than Dawn of Justice." Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I would say for me right now, they're about equal. 
Um, I, I will always be a defender of Dawn of Justice. I think they blend very well together. I'm very much interested in the inevitable Snyder cut that we will get on Blu-ray that will probably be two hours longer and feel like a marathon when you're watching it. So <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Okay, dude, let's move on. Um, cool. Let's hit Punisher and then we can finish on. Yeah. So yeah, man, we went long on that one. Thank you guys. It's just, I think it's because. With, with the with the DC movies, we have been fed so much Marvel, and it was such a slow burn to get to Avengers, which we're going to switch to right now. Where with Justice League, it's been more of a fast food approach to it, where it's yeah. just like, um, I just felt like there was more to break down with this one than there was like with with Ragnarok, because with Thor, it's like a lot of that we've kind of been there, done that with Thor. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. yeah, so I don't want you guys to think that we're trying to spend more time on one than the other. Um, Thor just, you know, in a lot of ways felt like we had seen a lot of it before with some fresh ideas, which brings us to Infinity War, where eight years ago when Iron Man hit theaters, we had no idea mm. where it was going to go, what was going to be the end game. The and Iron I think Man that- standalone, pure standalone movie. That's Build right. As That's standalone. Right. With... With an end credit <laughs> scene where everyone had their fingers and their toes crossed that there something would come of it, and yeah, man, uh, little a little thing came of it. That's for sure, just a just a <laughs> thing. And you know, we're not here, guys, to try to compare what DC and Marvel do movie wise. Because here's the reason why: anytime a comic book movie does good, it's good for us all. And to sit and wish that one fails while the other one succeeds is a terrible outlook to have. Because as yep. soon as any one of these franchises start failing, that's when the studio suits start counting beans and wondering if it's worth it. Yep. We saw it years ago. Mm-hmm. And we're super excited over Avengers because of this burn to get to this storyline. And, oh, yeah. and now we're seeing it come to its conclusion uh, with two big Avengers movies and where it's going to go. We know that the MCU is not going to be the same when this is over. Uh, yeah. it, it's very safe DM, to say, we're, yeah, we're going to see people, actors leave this franchise because again, nobody wants to see, you know, uh, Chris Evans playing cap at, you know, the, the tender age of 63. Okay. Nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to see that. Nobody hey, wants to RDJ see RDJ is getting up there and he's, he's ready he has to be, said it. He has said, he's like, he's ready he goes, to be done with it. Yeah. He's like, dude, I'm in my fifties and dude, he's going to say, dude, I, he gets, he gets beat up doing these movies. He gets tired. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, and it's not to say that he doesn't love this character because if you have any doubt oh. that Robert Downey Jr. Doesn't love being Iron Man, please just go visit his Twitter page and how yes. often he goes into those children's hospitals I, yep, and just yep. has a blast with kids and uh, i would say for any anybody who's in these movies whether they're on the dc side or the marvel side they're in yes even ben affleck everybody they're enjoying playing these characters they're having jeremy renner yes as alfred yes right yes absolutely oh no jeremy renner hawkeye i'm sorry hawkeye boy alfred holy i was thinking jeremy irons Oh, as, not Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. Yeah, Jeremy Renner. Even Renner, Jeremy yeah. Renner has come around and said, oh, his, I really his love being agent may have gotten in his ear and like, um, <clears throat> you need, you need <clears throat> shut see up. how fast Terrence <laughs> Howard got replaced? You may want to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Renner is a great Hawkeye. Just, yeah, you need to. <laughs> Every agent just goes, hey, I have two words for you. Terrence Howard. <laughs> Next time, baby. <laughs> Who? I'm going to say it one more time. Terrence Howard. Oh, 
Terrence Howard. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I love these movies. I love playing this character. I want to play him forever. <laughs> oh, so beautiful. I'm not I worried about who's getting paid what. If you want to get paid more than me, that's great. We're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> We're all having fun here. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, this trailer... Um, Love, I gotta say, it, 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 love it's, it. fantastic trailer. Doesn't really spill too many of the beans, which I love. Nah. I love it. Yeah, there's a few little Easter eggs hanging out in there, which is very cool. Uh, yeah. You know, we see the Mind Stone being pulled out of Vision. Uh, interesting to see what's going to happen to him because that's what powers him. Is he going to yeah, be the first? Is he going to be the first casualty? Thing. Yeah, he may be the first casualty. Right. It's hard. It's hard to think how he would survive that. I'm really trying to understand yeah. how. Well, he's Vision Jarvis, right? He's essentially Jarvis. He's a living he, version yeah, of Jarvis. He's living Jarvis, yeah. Because that's you know that's the mix-up that they did, mm-hmm. where where Ultron took over Jarvis um, and kind of melted him, and then again, if we remember, uh, Vision was the bion or the the uh, not bionic, the, but uh, the like biomechanical body yeah, biomechanical that Ultron body was, was that, going to inhabit. Yeah. That Ultron, yeah, that Ultron was going to be in. Instead, it got hijacked with the Mind Stone and powered by the, the Thor. Hammer. Yeah, by the, <laughs> the, yep. the lightning. Um, and uh, became this new being. So uh, it's, it's hard to know if, uh, you know, I can't, I, again, I just cannot imagine Vision living without the mind stone in his in his body i just Correct. it doesn't make sense to me yeah. that he does live he, he very well could be a casualty uh we we're, we see some hints of the romance between him uh and scarlet witch which is a huge part of the storyline uh in print oh yeah yeah there's yeah. they're in there's a whole they're obviously they are living together um it's a, you know, it's the scene that we see in the trailer is the bed. She's in the bed kind of with the covers up around her a little bit. And he's standing by the window. They're clearly either in an apartment or something like that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they've been living together for a while now. Uh, very cool. You know, you get the cameo of uh, Dr. Strange. Uh, <clears throat> looks like he may be the one who uncovers Hulk. Right. Yeah. Um, interesting how Hulk makes his way back to Earth. It's got to have something to do with Thanos's ship. Well, there's the a big hole in the roof in yeah. the trailer. Yeah. So, so where he comes, I'm assuming Thor, I'm assuming Hulk, Bruce Banner turns back into Hulk and then Hulk gets thrown into the planet. That's kind of what I'm thinking is happening. That Yeah, that could be interesting because, um, you know, <laughs> we it's, it's very clear from the from the mid credit scene that the ship that encounters the refugees, that's Thanos. I mean, th- there's uh-huh, no yeah. other explanation as to who that could be. Yeah. Uh, so clearly you know, there's, it, the, the movie could start with a fight, right? And we see Banner Hulk. That, what a way to start that movie too. It's just like an all out brawl, right? Hey, Ultron came into it with that, with the beautiful Avenger moments that we got to see during the beginning of that movie. Yeah. I would love to see another, like yeah, kicking just, in the pants. Starting like, out with just Thor, Hulk and go. Loki, you know, trying to fight. We are, off we've Thanos. been waiting for this. Like, yeah. let's get, it. Uh, yeah. You know, cool little shot of, uh, well, not little shot, but a cool shot of Wakanda, which clearly I think we're going to see in Black Panther. They're hiding the last stone in Wakanda. Yep. Uh, great line because I am a fanboy. Somebody get this man a shield. Yes. Sure. Thank you. Captain America with a beard looks fantastic. <laughs> oh, he's so, so good looking. Yeah, dude. He's a heartbreaker. <laughs> so good looking. He's a heartbreaker. And we see the formation. Uh, well, not the formation, but we see the secret Avengers rushing into battle, which is right. uh, Hulk, 
Cap, Black Panther, Scarlet, or not, uh, yeah, Black Widow, and uh, War Machine uh, is right. with them as well, too. Interesting yeah. there. Is that Rhodey in the War Machine armor? Is that someone else? Is it just the suit on its own? You know, because we know that they can be automated. Um, yeah, clearly. Right? Yeah. So my guess is it's going to be Rhodey that's in there. Yeah, I, I assume it's Rhodey yeah. in there as well. Uh, very cool. We see, we see the Falcon, we see Betty make a, re- make a return as well. Yeah. We see the, the Hulkbuster armor make a yes. really wonderful entrance. And there's a shot, as I kind of marked everything down in a list, um, you know, Banner is is sitting right beside a big hand of the Hulkbuster armor. Yes. Uh, so I don't there. Whatever has happened, the, the the there an arm has been separated from the armor and is just laying on the ground. So well, who knows what's going on there? Um, Tony ends up showing up with Hulk inside of the New York base of Doctor Strange. I'm assuming that's when Hulk busted through the roof. Tony's been monitoring and trying to figure out. I mean, it's New York, right? So there, that's where the base is. So, um, where one of them is, I guess. Well, it maybe has it been decommissioned at this point. They did they tear it oh, down. Oh yeah, they Stark tore it Tower's down at the gone. end of. Yeah, well, it yeah, Stark Tower's gone. It was well, sold in, in Spider Man. It's gone, sold, whatever it is. But he's more than happy to monitor what's going on. I'm assuming, oh, and I'm so sure. shows up shows up inside of the. Inside of the the, uh, the Doctor Strange house, I don't. The Sorcerer but, um, Supreme, yeah. So you know, yeah. Strange, yeah. He makes his appearance, and then we see uh, Thor inside of this huge machine, um, trying to shut something off. It looks like, and it's and it, not really too sure exactly where he's at, but he's inside of this huge wheeled machine, and he's trying to pull a lever down. So, not really too sure where where that's going to be, but that's kind of what he's trying to do. Mm. We also see the, let's see, wheel in the sky, Loki in the Tesseract, of course, the spider armor, Uh, the iron, the the iron spider, spider, right? Yeah. Which it looks super awesome. Um, the Loki in the Tesseract shot. So, and of course in the end of the, uh, at the end of the trailer, we see two stones get put into the, into the gauntlet. One is the mind the, stone and the, the mind stone the, or not the mind stone, but the power stone, power stone yeah. and the time stone or, or the time. Stone. Uh, no, 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 no. That was the mind stone. Power stone the, the mind the stones spa- yellow. reality stone. Oh, reality stone. Okay. So it's the blue and the, in the purple, the blue is the Tesseract. And, and the then the purple is the, is the power stone. Yeah. It was made no. from the ether, right? Ether is the red is red. Either is the red. Where's the purple stone? Where, where, which was that? Uh, that's Guardians One. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. That's the power stone. Yeah, because the Aether yeah. he he's going to need to get from the Collector, and we know the Collector right. is in this as well. He's not in the trailer, yeah. but we know that he's in this now, movie. If you've done some interneting like I've been doing, um, there has been a leaked sequence, um, a spoilery leaked sequence out there that. Uh, walks through some of the collector so mm, i don't um, want to see it i'm gonna wait i i uh i debated on whether or not to mm, click the link no. i clicked the link and i was so happy i did um, no, it's no. totally unfinished not gonna do it uh gonna do absolutely it. unfinished but it's uh it's super spoilery for sure um but uh it's and a very cool too, moment <laughs> Huh? Someone is fired somewhere. Too, oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Maybe even multiple people lost their jobs, <laughs> yeah. but, <laughs> but it's a very cool scene, um, for that. So, uh, but anyway, the spear, I love that scene. A spear gets thrown and that's, and someone catches it and that turns out to be cap. Mm-hmm. Um, if I paused it during that little, like I pa- like kind of slowly walked stepped, walked through that. And it's, you know, it's obviously, um, Steve catching that spear, 
Um, it gets thrown at him by one of the Wakandans, it looks like. No, it's not one of the Wakandas. It's uh, one of the children of Thanos. Um, Is it a child of Thanos? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they're going to have a part in this movie, obviously. It was a very blurry. Mm-hmm. It looked like it looked like an, uh, a cat armor. So I thought it was I thought it was like it was, I thought it was one of the Wakandas. Yeah. No, no, it's not a Wakanda. It's uh, it's one of the children of Thanos. Um, there, there's some there's some guessing as to who it could be. Okay. Uh, but uh, it is a female uh, person. Yeah, for sure. It yeah. looks like a female. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, there, then there's some have, guesses as to who it is, yeah. but um, them fighting the aliens. Uh, there's massive sequences that show, you know, Wakandans going after these aliens. And, uh, you know, we, that's when we see Falcon and we see, um, we see kind of a lot of the characters, you know, these of secret Avengers um, busting back in. I still haven't seen Paul Rudd. Uh, yet. No, we know um, he's in it. He's gonna. He's, he's in it he's for sure. In it. Yeah. Maybe we just. That's the point. We don't see Ant Man right now because he's riding on the shoulder of somebody in that sequence. It or could be. It will do. And there's, there's this movie is gonna be so packed with people uh, that it, it makes me wonder who's gonna have the screen time and and who's not. Um, yeah. So. And then it ends with, of course, Thor, and and yeah. he's all dusty. He's soot. There's like soot all over his face. He's bruised up, and he turns around and he goes, "Who the hell are you guys?" And he it's, gets the uh, Guardians. Yeah, it's the Guardians standing there. Chris Pratt. If you take a close look at that, Pratt's character looks about as superimposed as you know Gumby does. Like it's it looks real weird. I don't. I think they put him in there in the trailer. I don't think he's standing there. In when we see him on film, because Maybe. it looks, it looks rough. It looks, it looks. He's got well, this porn stash, and it looks rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree. And you know, I think very similar to you know when we when we rewind, uh, you know how Iron Man looked in the original trailers versus what he oh, looked sure, like sure. in the final final trailer, Cyborg what he yeah. looked like in our first sneak peek of justice league. You're like, Ooh boy. And then what he ended up looking like looked very good. Very looked very yeah. cool. So yeah, well, I just I, don't know if that character is standing there. I don't, I think just he might be piloting <laughs> or something. Yeah. It it's just, it looks like lighting. he was just kind of put in there and, and it looks like the rest of the scene is fine. And, and Chris Pratt's just kind of like put in there. So yeah. Yeah. Could be just weird stuff, but yeah. And it's going to be interesting uh, for the star Lord character too. Cause I mean, he's going to return to earth. And, you know, his yeah. home planet, right? Yeah, he knows he's, he's not a fan of that. And, and yeah, and how loyal is he going to be to Earth? You know, I mean, how how invested is he going to want to be in this battle? So that it'll be an interesting dynamic between him and Gamora, right? Uh, as yep, to yeah, how, sure. because her and her sister uh, Nebula are still very much, and Drax as well, too, are still very much interested in seeing Thanos' demise. And right, how invested is Star-Lord going to be, right? For the, for the, homeworld that he really has very little connection to anymore yeah i mean i mean he was eight yeah right so yeah and he hasn't, the been, only, on, the only, he hasn't he, been home since he was eight yeah he remembers and, and, where they were when they were eight then the last memory he has of his home planet is the death of his mother so yeah. yeah man a lot of a lot of cool stuff happening in the trailer uh i love that it's essentially really a teaser when you kind of get down to it i mean there's not a lot of meat going on in there which is exactly yeah. what we need to see you know, the rumors are flying around everywhere. Who's the one who dies? Well, it could be none of these people, right? Uh, yeah. We do see Thanos give <clears throat> Iron Man a nice, you know, one-two combo. Oh, um, and Spider. And yeah, Spidey. Yeah. So, you know, Thanos is the, he's the big baddie. He's the, this is what it has been building. Now, he's not the most 
powerful person in uh, the Marvel Universe until he puts on that gauntlet with the stones attached. That is when yeah. he does become, um, you know, the mad god, the mad titan. And so, very cool. Loved it. Uh, looking forward to seeing more. And, you know, this is going to be, again, an, another another big one for Marvel. There's no question. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, man, you know, we, we talk about not wanting to poo-poo, you know, a comic book movie just because we may or may not like this character or that character. Despite what people are saying about Justice League, it's it's making money, folks. It's making money. It is currently sitting right now after three weeks, $567 million in three mm-hmm. weeks. So yeah. for anyone who is like, oh, this, what a bomb. This is going to be a bomb. Again, bombs don't make $567 million in three weeks. They don't. Yeah. And, gotcha. yeah. and so Avengers is going to be very successful. We're, we're in this really awesome state of great comic book movies that are coming. Some are better than others. Some are worse than others. And that's why we expect to have, yeah. you know, great quality when we get these movies because we don't want to see them go away and in 2008 when when iron man hit the theater who sincerely thought at that moment man we're gonna get to see ant-man and the wasp oh yeah please no you know like no it it wasn't even a twinkle like it may have been it may have been written on a napkin at some point to say man this would be of all the movies we can make here's my big list and ant-man may have been on there sure on a napkin in some diner right but to legitimately think that the money would be available to be able to put in to ant-man and the wasp and the black panther and a lot of these or any of these characters a wonder woman standalone all of this leads to this all of it leads to it right it just yeah it it is good for the industry all around for these yeah. movies to be successful and to do well in the theater. And we fully expect uh, Avengers infinity war uh, to do so looking forward to seeing more yeah. trailer. Definitely whets that appetite. It is exactly what a trailer should be. It's be nothing awesome. more, nothing less. Just this is what's coming. So very cool. All right, man. So uh, you finally wrapped up Punisher netflix series we probably don't have time to break the whole series down uh for time's sake so we can split it up into the next show that is for sure sure uh i gotta say man you know when you look at the netflix uh disney stories which of course are mcu they're they live and breathe in the same world as what we're seeing on the big screen when when i think about all the the shows that we've had now we've had two seasons of daredevil jessica iron fist luke cage and, and defenders I can say without a shadow of a doubt, without batting an eye, (laughs) the Punisher was the best. Number one, pun intended, number one with a bullet. With a bullet. Daredevil season two, a very close second. No, and, and, And it's not just because the Punisher was in Daredevil season two. He was a big part of it. Daredevil season two was just great storytelling. I mean, as much as we didn't like the person who was cast as a lecturer we, th- we think there could have been someone better it was yeah. still an, a tremendously well done series the punisher dude heavy storytelling it takes a while to kind of work your way through the storyline 
it, it does get a little muddled. You got to pay attention to what's going on. Yeah. Again, we're spoiling here. Frank thought that his family died from a mob hit, right? Yeah. A staged mob hit. He discovers it was a staged mob hit. Basically, the some, people involved still killed his family. Correct. And he still rightfully went back. Yeah. Or, uh, vengefully, I should say. See, vengefully it, went yeah. back and killed those it, it, people involved. Yeah. It, 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 was, it was basically the mob with a bunch of CIA and military ne'er-do-wells uh, working together. Pushing, yeah, uh, pushing it forward. And yeah. this is what we need to do. It was a whole ring. Those whispers whole in the ear. Based yeah. around the heroin trade from Afghanistan. And there were many times, Ryan, that I had to kind of do the Siri remote with like rewind 45 seconds, rewind 30 <laughs> seconds, uh, just because I'm like, man, I know I missed something in there. I know I missed something. Very good storytelling, very thick, expo- you know, with exposition that yeah, you, yeah, do, yeah. you seriously, you do need to pay attention to, because if you don't, yeah. you will, it will be tough to say like, okay, why is he? Okay. Huh? I thought yep. he got everybody. Yeah, I, thought he, to, I thought he killed everybody. It's like, yep. well, yeah, he did, but he's discovering just how deep this goes. And that's what made this storyline so incredibly good. And oh, yeah. John Bernthal, man, dude, we could gush over this guy like all day long. What I got to say, man, dude, when he goes into Punisher mode, the guttural yelling and sounds he <laughs> makes thought Hugh Jackman was was guttural <laughs> like oh. this guy just just oh <laughs> dude he is Frank Castle I mean yeah and microchip what a, what a fantastic portrayal of microchip yeah thank so you good. Netflix for keeping the black van yes I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically the Punisher mobile for lack of a better term, <laughs> the black van. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll tell you too, dude. Uh, and I want to get your thoughts. Of course, you know, we can't break down every episode. There's just too much, but man, emotional storytelling, emotional yeah. storytelling. And I got to say, I, uh, you know, towards the end of the season, when, you know, uh, micro's family is aware that he's alive and they go to make the switch right they're gonna, oh. they're gonna and and micro yeah. gets shot uh and you find out that he's not dead but they certainly made me believe it in the moment yeah i believed it Dude, i was the i was yelling were, the tears were in the eyes i was like oh my and, and everyone is literally so- literally three like 30 seconds find out that that you know it was mom and son she finds out that her husband's still alive and he finds out that his dad's still alive they don't get to talk to each other it's literally a trade-off they walk past each other and he's just like just keep walking just keep walking just keep walking and then they make it back to the thing and then yeah gets shot in the back goes down they shoot the gas cans on the back frank gets yeah. yeah frank gets hit in the head and so he's knocked out he doesn't know and so he gets thrown into a van he gets shot in the back and you just see mom and son just kind of lose it Dude, that was hard. That it's, was hard. It, it's, it was super hard to watch. It's right up there as a family moment. Um, they reminded me of The Walking Dead when uh, season one, yeah. when Rick gets to the camp yeah. where Lori and Carl are at. He has no idea that they're there. 
Yeah. They have, you know, all they heard over the radio is that they're coming in with, the, with someone they're calling the cowboy. Remember, that's what they're referring to Rick Grimes as. Yeah, the cowboy. Yeah, with yeah. the cowboy. And they're like, oh, the cowboy. They have yeah. no idea who it is. Uh, you know, obviously Shane is at the camp as well, too. Yeah. John Berthel. And uh, when Rick is walking, he's got his head down. And you already know at this point that Lori and Carl are Rick's wife and child, right? It's right, right, already right. been established. Yeah. yeah. The body acting, both from, um, I, forget, uh, I forget the actress who plays Lori. Uh, her body acting and Carl's when they see Rick and, and he sees them and you're in the, just like, everyone's just like breaking down. Like, Oh my gosh, oh, yeah. how did we, how do we even get to this point where we just happen to cross paths? Like right here in this moment, yeah. you know, yeah. reminded me of that scene or reminded me of that in the Punisher. When micro, you think micro gets shot in the body acting was so well done. It wasn't just a matter of just crying, but just an absolute collapse of the body. Well, it was loss. I mean, it was like true, a loss again. And it's like to know that she's seen her husband get shot twice. Yeah. And think he's dead. (laughs) Yeah. And then all of a sudden you realize that he's not dead. And in the same two minute span, he gets shot and is presumed dead it's it's an insane uh it would it would break anyone and it's yeah. and, and and they did that they handled it emotionally very very well it was super well done i think i have i only have two complaints in this entire thing and maybe you can help me with the second one the only real like moment and this is something to say about 13 hours of content a lot of content Right, third out of thirteen hours of content, I have two things that I went mm, about versus Iron Fist versus <laughs> Jiminy Jillikers. Uh, Hard to believe that's the same studio produced those two shows, it's man. Almost unbelievable. Yeah. Um, in episode four, the chicken, the 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 chicken episode, chicken episode. Uh, where they're both where they play chicken. That him oh, and him and Maldani, yeah, Maldani go and play chicken. I for really just kind of went, come on, like that's what I. And I'm alone in my office, my headphones are on, I'm watching this, and I just go, come on, okay, <laughs> like All right. I, they I had can... me, they had me, like you know, of course, first episode is like him, like killing all these mob hits and some like you get to see in the first episode the brutality that is going to be the rest of the 13 hours of content you're going to be witness to and it is does not disappoint in that area at all but to watch them like go and play chicken with each other was a little like it just felt out of place I didn't the only reason why they did that was for her to get in the car accident and I felt like it could have been handled 500 other ways um, but yeah that was the only herky moment and then the second herky moment was literally the last scene in the last episode now we are of course we mentioned this at the beginning we we're spoil, spoiling the right hell out of all of this but yeah the um, at the end um, if we, I mean, if you didn't pick that up on the micro conversation, you won't, <laughs> but, yeah, right. uh, but at the, but at the end of it, they, obvi- they hand Frank a pardon for pretty much essentially they not really a pardon, but we didn't catch you and we wiped all of your DNA. We wiped all of the yeah, evidence yeah. of you being around. 
Um, but you're still at large is the conversation that they have. And they give him the Pete Castiglione um, identity back. Yeah. I'm on board right there. Which he ditches pretty quick. The moment I lose getting on board is when he shows up to the military, you know, conference room or the, and not conference, but it was like the, 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 um, the group, the, the, the group therapy. Oh, yeah. Okay. And he's, yeah. and it's literally the last scene in the movie. And he's talking about how he's, you know, trying to move on in the set and the other, his image had been blasted all over New York from that cop cam. When he steals the cop car, when he gets away from, uh, when he and oh that was that was way back of the episode 10 or 9 or something like that when him and that uh lewis when he meets up with lewis and um has the conversation with him uh his image gets blasted all over new york the frank castle is back the punisher is back he's a home terrorist it's on the newspapers homegrown it is everywhere it hits it's on newspapers i mean the one that karen works at so it is everywhere, and yet he just kind of like he's talking in group like NBD underneath Pete <laughs> Castiglione, and I'm just yeah. going at that moment. I'm just kind of going, help me with this. I don't know if there's okay. another explanation. I don't know if we can apologize for it or if it's just going. Hmm. All right, that's I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you a little bit. All right, because it's super sloppy to me. I'm going to help so. you now. I think with the with the playing the chicken with the cars. Uh, sure. You know, we see in in the first episode as he finishes up with his taking out the mob baddies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He yeah. burns the uh, Punisher he burns Kevlar his chest. armor, right. and he's yeah, he's walking. He is no longer. He is going to at least try to go back to some semblance of a quote unquote normal life, which right, he right, discovers right. that he can't. And he takes it out on this wall, right? He's always breaking down these brick walls at the construction site, right? Such a great, great movie. So such a good show. What I took from that is, yeah, Frank was uh, still obviously dealing with the loss of his family. That Frank also really, really liked being the Punisher. It was one thing to burn that armor and sure. walk away. I think he really enjoyed being the Punisher. Yeah. And he was really wanting to not go back to being Frank Castle. He wanted to be the Punisher, sure. which harkens back to his trial in Daredevil season two. He said, you want the Punisher? I'm giving you the Punisher. Remember when he just, he just loses it in the courtroom, right? He yeah, said, I'm yeah, not yeah. crazy. I know what I've done. I did it. It was my choice. You call me the Punisher. I am the Punisher, right? I mean, he just lays it out. So I think the thing with Muldani, the scene, the scene was they stole the van to get his guns back. Yes. Now that was the whole idea. I think the scene with Muldani is guns back. He, she's when they're, they're kind of racing side by side. She looks over and I don't think she realizes that's Frank when she looks over. Okay. Because the cars are almost side by side at one point. Yeah, I, I okay. I, I thought now, I that think, she would have recognized it. Well, because I mean, it was pretty quick. But I think what Frank's thinking was, she's just ID'd me. She mm. is just ID. This isn't sure. okay. This is an agent of some kind. This isn't like one of the baddies trying to get the guns because she's coming right. at me pretty hardcore and she's trying to like stop it, me, yeah. not kill me. Okay. Yeah. So in that regard, the Punisher is bubbling back up like, okay, okay, right? Yeah. 
it, but then but then he still but then he saves her because he's finding that balance because you know again for those who don't read the punisher she's doing her job yeah the punisher isn't just he picks up guns and blows people away it, it's that's not just what he does yeah he doesn't just kill cops. He just doesn't just, yeah. you know, a, a, unless they deserve he's, it. Then, then he's they, got a very contradictory yes. path. It really, he really does. It's and, very and complicated. He will kill cops. I mean, he is yeah. in, in his words, he has punished cops, right? I mean, that's yeah. what he doesn't, these aren't terminations. He calls it punishment. This is punishment, right? right, right, right Which is yeah. what the Thomas Jane movie got right. This is punishment because he says that line. This is vengeance. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. punishment. So yeah, that scene can be a little bit, hmm, but I, that's that's how I interpret it. Now the end when he goes and he has I get essentially put the Punisher to rest, which he will never. That it's like Bruce Wayne walking away from Batman. Nope, never going to happen. You will always be yeah. the Batman. Yeah, he's the Punisher. 100%. You will always be the Punisher. He's also in a very unique group. None of those guys in there will rat him out. None, because he did see, you know there was the secret safe yeah. with me, and we'll mm-hmm. and we'll keep you. I don't know if it was we it was said we keep each other's secrets and i did not really affect that to the whole group i really that's that affected him and yeah, okay. um, his his buddy yeah i kind of understood i it was kind of i understood that as they keep each other's secrets not an effect of like you know the the general we keep each other's secrets and maybe that's maybe that's kind of where that lives of this group is special and we keep each other's secrets here because we're all, we've all done super terrible things and we get to with, this is the only place we get to even talk about it. So all right. What I really uh, loved about the, the storyline is what draws the Punisher back out. And that was the, the homegrown terrorist who is, you know, threatens to blow up. Well, he does blow yeah, up yeah, yeah. a cop precinct. And then he goes after Karen. I love the fact too, that Karen was the only crossover character from the other shows. Huge. We, fan. we that literally the names, Matt Murdock never mentioned Jessica Jones, never mentioned the defenders, never mentioned the hand yeah. is never brought up because it didn't need it. You, you could have, you could have, yeah, right. Yeah. And I don't think anyone would Very have batted. Easily. No one would have batted an eye over it. But no one would have cared. You didn't need it. Uh, I thought. I Karen's, thought they were going to do a Luke Cage thing at the end. To be honest with you, I thought no. they were going to do the whole like he's captured. And the only thing I thought of when he when those cops show up was like, mm, guess who's going to need a lawyer? That's exact. That was my thought. <laughs> Matt Murdock entire, takes on Frank Castle. Here we go. Like, yeah, yeah like one that. more time. And I'm super happy they went in a in a and they turned that direction. Well, and if this storyline yeah. follows the defenders, people think Matt's dead, right? That's true, right? Because yeah. you know the defenders ended with Karen and Foggy thinking Daredevil's gone. The, all the defenders think he's gone, with Iron Fist essentially kind of taking the role of the the devil of Hell's Kitchen, right? And looking yeah. out, looking out for Hell's Kitchen. So yeah. I love the and, and even Karen's appearances were kept at a minimum. I love the balance between. Those two characters, again, it's not a sexual thing. Frank is in love with his wife. That is who he loves. His desire to protect Karen is so much more deeper than just let's get it on. You know, it's. Oh, I love. I love that relationship. That's not their relationship. Yeah. And it's what I view with Karen is. All of the inability that Frank had to protect his family that day he's going to pour into Karen. It's like, I've yeah, lost clearly. Is, yeah. yeah. And this terrorist 
who is a, a soldier who's suffering from PTSD, who blows up a couple of cop precincts and threatens to kill Karen, takes her hostage. Uh, Joanna was watching those episodes with me and she didn't, yeah. re- and I kind of gave her like the, the, the quick like catch up. So we're yeah. watching this and she goes, that's going to bring the Punisher back. Isn't it? I'm like, yes. And I like how that's what brought the Punisher back when he put on that vest and that skull and is like, it's on and that l- under on. That, the, the light was just under him and yep. he walks into the light and it just kind of shadow flickers the Punisher. Yeah, dude, I, you texted me, you called me or you gave me voice messages. You sent me some voice messages yes. and you were just like, dude, wait until this moment when the because, Punisher returns. And, yes. I, and I kept thinking to myself, I'm like, okay, and I'm, we're getting like pretty late into the episodes and I'm going and I binged it. All you wondering, he's like, is he going to put the skull back on or is he just right. going to run and around with black hoodies? But, <laughs> <laughs> I binged all but two episodes uh, yesterday. So oh, I watched wow. two episodes that's a, today. Dude, that's a lot of heavy lifting too on those You're shows, telling me man. like I was yeah. just in this room just like I, you need uh, some comedy. Is, you need some comedy. Nothing <laughs> is happy. Nothing is one, like I honestly so I, I watched like three or four episodes in a row and then switched to Portlandia for like oh, yeah, two or dude. three episodes. I watched a, <laughs> I watched some office in between the punishment. I'm like, yeah. man, I got to laugh. I need some Look, laughing. This is just dude, getting so heavy. A, it was a tough day yesterday. Yeah. So and, I'm watching. <laughs> and then the final so anyway. showdown uh, between Frank and uh, oh. the, who will eventually become Jigsaw. So well done. Uh, it, yeah. Great series, guys. I know, dude, we are going so long. Reasonable us. We love you guys. Thank you for hanging with us. Just so much great content that we wanted to talk about. If you haven't, if you're sitting on the fence, guys, and, and I can totally understand because Iron yeah. Fist let us down, the Defenders, it scratched the itch, but I couldn't reach all the way to scratch the entire itch with yeah, the Luke Defenders. Cage was more of a disappointment than Luke Cage was, was success. Luke Cage, Ryan, was consistently inconsistent. It was yeah. great. It was terrible. It was okay. Great, great, great. Okay, okay. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Great. It was a, it was a C show. Like yeah, it was, it was just up and down. It was up and down. Just like, up and down. All right. Well, and Jessica Jones uh, started out a little like, huh? And then, well, fantastic, great, great series. And then yeah, the yeah. two Daredevils are phenomenal. So if you've been sitting and now you've got the Punisher, if you've been sitting going, man, I got burned by Cage, I got burned by Iron Fist, I didn't feel all that great about Defenders. Put all that aside, The Punisher was is a fantastic series, and, and I've encountered people at work who don't read comic books, and they're talking about The Punisher, and they're like, this yeah. show is just, it, it's blowing my mind. So well done. We loved it um, easily, in my opinion, for the Marvel TV shows, whether it's the ABC Family Friendly Fun Time or the Netflix Dirty and the Gritty and the Bloody, uh, the, <laughs> the Punisher, it takes the top spot. It it's yeah. it's heavy. It is man. There's some scenes, guys, that in the show you're gonna be like, I don't even know if HBO would put some of that stuff on there. I mean, it, it is rough. Yeah, it's every episode. So if you think it's you're gonna violent. get a reprise in yes. any episode, you will not. It's violent. It is literal every correct episode. He. It, he uh, he is haunted by the memory of his family in every single episode, and yep. they play that chord correctly. And he sees it everywhere. He sees he, his family everywhere. every day. Yes, and it's 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 about as real as it gets when you when you, if you've ever lost somebody important to you, that you see them in places and you remember them in places, and they really they really lean into that very very heavily. They've done 
they've done it a fantastic job. Uh, we've been looking forward to it just because we loved John Bernthal so much. Oh. We were like, dude, this John Bernthal was fantastic in Daredevil season two. We know he's going to, and then it's just, and of course the walking when, dead. Then you see, and he was, he was see, brilliant oh, on the yeah, walking Shane. dead. I mean, well, yeah. they, they have yet to replace the Shane character on that show with someone who's just like at that level of just yeah. intensity. They, they just have, I'm it. really happy. Yeah. I'm really happy. Shane didn't go out the way he goes out in the comics because we got more John Barenthal. Oh yeah. Shane, yeah. Shane's gone by like Shane. issue five. Yeah. yeah he's take gone long. quick. Yeah. <laughs> he's gone super yeah. quick. So yeah. And John Barenthal, um, yeah. you know, and the cool thing is that, you know, he has said, he goes, he really enjoyed playing this character. He had a great time. Uh, I don't believe this is a one-off series. Uh, if it was, they wouldn't no. have set up Jigsaw uh, at the end. And, you know, hey, if they build to a Defenders 2, which I think they will, bring Frank Castle in. That would be a very interesting dynamic of Frank's outlook along with everybody else's. Well, he, yeah, it's going to be a whole lot of wrangling and not a yeah, whole lot and, of success. And Frank can work. <laughs> and and, and it, it's not, you know, because Frank Castle interacts with the Marvel Universe in print quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, they they all know who he is. And, it, and it's not, not that it happens on a consistent basis. I mean, for crying out loud right now, he's wearing the War Machine armor in, in print. So, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, like you said last time, Okay, so all the bad guys are dead. So, so everyone's dead. Got it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like Frank Castle gets into a machine that allows him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Everyone's dead. Though I will it. say yeah. this, Ryan. If Netflix and Disney say, okay, you know, we're we're not, and, and I don't think that they will because this has been one of the most watched uh, series uh, recently, right up there with Stranger Things too. That if they say, okay, you know, we're not going to do an, a, a second season of The Punisher. I, I again, I think that it's highly unlikely yeah but if they if they say we're not going to i feel very satisfied with what we saw yeah this is so good yeah it, yeah. Was, it was absolutely fantastic uh yeah. i plan on revisiting it but i gotta tell you i gotta let just those emotions just kind of just sit let the, just kind of the sit. blood dry for a minute because <laughs> paint <laughs> not it the, red not the, not the dust it red. <laughs> we are letting the blood dry at this point because there's no dust anywhere in that film or in that series. Um, no, I am curious to no. see, you know, what's going to be happening. We have happening. to see him interact with daredevil again. We have to, the, the dynamic yeah, yeah, yeah. is so good. We, we got to have those two together again. Yeah. I am curious to see, of course, after may, um, when we start diving back into the Netflix series and what happens in New York, uh, because that's where Thanos lands. Well, we see, acknowledge it. <laughs> Yeah, are we going to have another incident that we're just going to be talking about? I, yeah. I really hope there's a little bit more. Here's what I I don't want crossover, and that's who, not what we're asking next? for. What 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 series? What show is next? Is it Jessica? Is she up uh, next? Luke Cage already finished so, filming. Filming. Uh, we should see Daredevil three first. <gasps> Dude, when do we get Jessica um, too? I mean, is Kristen Ritter just that busy? I mean, no, I don't know. To be honest with you, I'd have to look back at because I follow a lot of their production schedules, and I feel like mm. season two has wrapped. Wow, they're all inside of their post. I, I feel like I think. The, the farther we stay away from, from Jessica season one, the the tougher that could be. The release schedules are getting a little long in the tooth. Yeah, and, and I think it was, and I understand. I understand a little why, but you've you've set up television shows at this point. It's hard to release a different character and once a year and then try yeah. to go back like three years later and then go, Oh, okay. Hey, now remember we're season her? two, yeah. three years later. Yeah. Like 
you may have I mean, we to got just her in defenders, production schedule. We got her in yeah. defenders, but yeah. I, did, I really want I want her standalone. I want that yeah. continuation of that story. I want to hear more about I want to hear more about what what's going on there. So I am and curious what made to see her. what made her. Yeah. I mean, we know it's the yeah. same chemical that made Matt, but how did she get in contact with it? Right. What was yeah, the, we're, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm I keep you. cutting you off. You said uh, well, Luke Cage. Again, is, I'm just kind of I'm just kind of curious to see what's going on with with how they handle Infinity. I don't want and it's not again. I was saying it's not crossover that I want. I don't want Tony to show up and knock on Murdoch's door. Right. Like I, I don't need that. But I do want to see bigger ripples from what's going on inside of the MCU because these are connected places. It's not just connected universes. These are connected places. They live in the same city. Um, It's a little disjointed right now that we're not seeing the ripples of the effect. We've only seen it once, dude, in in a major way. And that was Jessica Jones when the the crazy lady got a hold of Chitauri weaponry and fired it at Jessica. Well, and then Luke Cage with all the hammer tech. Yeah, like, that, yeah, that's, that was yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, I forget about that. The hammer tech, which yeah. was wonderful. That was wonderful. And I want to see more of these ripples. But we're, you know, we watched. I just watched the entire, you know, obviously the entire series of Punisher. And other than I know they're in New York, nothing is connected or rippled. Karen's office really, still has the newspaper Karen. clippings on the back that show yeah. the Chitari invasion, but, but, that, but that's it. But that's it. It's, it's, that's two movies see, ago. That was two movies yeah. ago. We right? need to see bigger ripples of effect. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, like again, we're not wanting to fight the Chitari. We're not wanting them to run into cap, <laughs> but we just need to see the bigger ripples of effect yeah. that I, that I truly believe happen in this world. And we don't need Luke um, Cage and Chris Evans at the shawarma restaurant. Running, bumping into <laughs> yeah, each other. I don't, I, I don't want to, I don't want a campy, you know, uh, you know, run it. How you cool know, would it be though to see cute, a cameo? You know, I don't need though. a meet cute between. You know, uh, Steve I mean, and, how and cool Cage, would it be to but, see a cameo in Infinity War? Like a quick Luke Cage. It could be interesting. It, it you know, if we see a side, if we see a side shot of one of the characters, I think that would be cool. Like when they do all that B roll um, of like crowd sequences and crowd shots, and we see someone like, like Karen, like Cage, or we like, see like Cage and Iron Fist duking it out with some of Thanos's baddies. Right. If that, or just like we see Rosario Dawson, like in the crowd or we see, or she's a we nurse just see at a hospital, something. right? Right. Or yeah. she's, yeah, she's something in the like hospital. That, yeah. Like those things, I, you know, them, them fighting aliens or them fighting anybody. I don't really care. That won't be affected as Karen much as interviewing just to, Tony Stark. I mean, something like Karen, that yeah, would, would make Lang sense. Right? Yeah. Stuff like those things are, can be super important and, and really fleshed out to just kind of start melding not again we just don't need to see these guys shaking hands and ha- having slapping high fives but we need to see some ripples I and, I, and i think we I can agree. see some bigger bigger impact here i agree totally so punisher uh season one uh definitely gets the reasonable uh heck yeah you should be watching <laughs> heck this you. all right let's wrap <laughs> yeah, this up real quick good. so we got uh the next well, actually the last big movie 2017 is due in 12 days yeah star wars the last jedi the trailers are out the tv spots are out all the guessing the controversy of disney withholding screenings from critics critics can go eat it for all i care you get to see movies for free who cares yeah Um, yeah (laughs) yeah i'm not shitting a tear but yeah we got uh we got you know the last jedi is on its way Nothing really new has been revealed in terms of, of storyline. I feel that they've handled this very well. Um, I, I will say, though, I, I don't feel 
this may surprise you, Ryan, knowing that I'm big of a Star Wars fan as I am. I don't feel as excited for this one as I did for The Force Awakens. And, yeah. I, and, and the only thing that I can really think of, because I was thinking about it today, it's like, why do I, why am I not like, because I am excited for it. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But why yeah. am I not like, like I was, you know, two years ago for The Force Awakens? And it's very simple. There hadn't been a Star Wars movie for yeah, dude. a long time. I mean, you know, yeah. the last one was Revenge of the Sith, 2005. Yeah. And we thought the story was over. Right. No more Star Wars movies. And then Lucas sells it. Disney says they're going to make another Star Wars movie. And you're like, uh, yeah, we've heard that before. And then J.J. Abrams says, hello. Yeah. And then here comes the teaser trailer and all you get, a, you know, you get yeah, the Millennium Falcon and you're just like, what? And get you're, getting the tra- you're getting the trailer yeah. and you're like, what? And then you go see it in the theater and you're like, Wah! you know, and Han Solo yeah. dies. You're like, oh, no. And then here we are at the last Jedi. So I am super excited for it. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think I'm as like Bonzo bananas just because I'm like, well, I knew this one was coming. Right. Like with the force. That's normal. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, Oh yeah, I knew this was coming. Uh, very intrigued, um, by the planet in the trailer with the red dust. And that seems to be something that, Lucasfilm is really focusing on in these trailers. Yeah, is, I mean, it's it's a very visual. It's very visual. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's visually awesome. Star Tours uh, now has uh, for the ride at, at Disneyland and Walt okay. Disney World yeah. has a a Last Jedi adventure now because when you when okay. you go ride on Star Tours, sometimes you go to Hoth, sometimes you go to Naboo, Endor, whatever. Sure. Right now, to promote The Last Jedi, every Star Tours adventure takes you to this planet uh, in The Last Jedi. And it even in this ride, because someone I work with mm-hmm. just came back from Disneyland, they fo- it's so focused on this red dust. Interesting. Very interesting to see what is the point of this red dust. Is it something is it similar? just eye candy or is it, is it just eye candy that looks really great on, on movie? And when you see it, in, and by the way... By the way, this is very cool, Ryan. If the pattern holds true for home release, Last Jedi could be the first 4K home release of any mm. Star Wars movie. So mm. crossing our fingers for that one and getting that yeah, Disney dude. treatment on that. That'll be like yeah, for sure and everywhere. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, is it is this red dust similar to the kyber crystals that we that we saw Ooh. in Rogue One that Jedi's used mm-hmm. to build their lightsabers that the Emperor used to uh, you know, power the laser uh, in the death stars. Or again, is it just really great? eye candy that looks really good yeah. because you know, Hey, I'm a star Wars fanatic, but a lot of the cool things in star Wars are eye candy because they look really good and they look otherworldly. Yeah. Right. So <clears throat> yeah, for sure. I, I'm intrigued by that. Very intrigued with the storyline for uh, general Leia and how they're going to, deal with her obviously not being in episode nine. I mean, they've said repeatedly, we're not going to CGI in Carrie Fisher though. We could, if we wanted to, we're not going to. So interested to see where that goes. I, I, in my heart, I don't believe that she is going to die in this movie. I think the trailer is a serious misdirection. That could be, um, I think it's a little too easy to have Kylo kill both his dad and his mom. Um, and if well, it's still Kylo's journey, you know, but if I mean, the rumors kind of, are true that hmm. Kylo is not the one that we should be worried about, it's Ray. 
I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing where where that goes. And of yeah. course, I am like every finger crossed, every toe crossed that and it hasn't been hinted at in the trailers at all. And this is where I man, right. I just I thank Lucasfilm for not showing us too much in this trailer. Thank you. Thank you. That if the rumors hold true that Luke takes on the Knights of Ren by himself. Mm, oh, so man, good. dude. I Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be great. Oh, that is going to be just Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. Just oh, you yeah, know, ripping it. Very so cool. Um, you know, I am. I'm super excited for it. Uh, you shared some really cool news today. Unless there's anything that you wanted oh. to say is I don't want to cut you off. Is there anything that no, you no, wanted no, to add? I'm I mean, the, the TV spots that we've seen over the last about a week and a half really haven't added anything new to what we saw in the trailers. Yeah. Um, other than I'm all good. Okay. Though, I'm uh, all good. But you did send me uh, this little snippet, something that, that oh, yeah, came yeah, out yeah. a couple weeks ago and then we can end on this is that Disney uh, was considering purchasing now called 21st Century Fox, uh, and then that kind of fizzled out, and now there's talks about it again. And which is very interesting, and we're not going to break even all this by the thing. end of the year. Yeah, and, so and we're not going to not even yeah <laughs> like three weeks from now. Uh, we we don't we guys we just don't have time to break all this down. What's very interesting is on two fronts. Number one, while Disney owns Lucasfilm which means they own Star Wars and Indiana Jones. When it comes to the Star Wars movies, 20th Century Fox still has distribution rights to A New Hope, which is very interesting. Yeah. So Disney, if they wanted to, if they said, hey, in February of 2018, we're going to release A New Hope back into the theaters for a limited run, Fox could go, no, you're not. Sorry. Nope. We're not doing that. In fact, that's what a lot of people think is what's keeping Disney from re-releasing the original untouched versions of New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi is because they essentially don't have the rights to that movie to go in there and doctor it. They can distribute it, they yeah. technically own it, but there's a lot of restrictions on that ownership. Yeah, and we're right. not going to get into all that tonight. It's just, it's too much. It's too much, right, right, Ryan. Right. It's too much. You guys have access to the internet. Go research it. <laughs> okay. There's just a lot there. So it would give them, if they bought 21st Century Fox, it would give them complete ownership of everything Star Wars related, which they right. own pretty much right now. It's just that little nagging thing with a new hope that. Fox in perpetuity is what their contract says. They can dictate where this thing goes and where it doesn't, which is kind right. of interesting. And then, and then of course, all the the Marvel side of and this there we go. And that's the ba- the other Fantastic baby. Four, the X Men. You have the Fantastic all of the Four X Men yes. franchise. Deadpool, you have the mute New Mutants. Yeah, all you of have that. Every bit of this, and I think it was it. You know, we've we've been kicking around that for a long time of just kind of like Sight, buy write the, the check. properties, write the check, buy the properties back. We saw what happened in the third X-Men movie, uh, buy the properties back. We were screaming, right? It was, you know, in, in <laughs> what are you talking about Ryan? The last stand was, was, was <laughs> perfect. Complete storytelling right up there with a perfect. 
complete you know, story yeah, and then and then apocalypse happens and then they kind of write the ship a little bit and then apocalypse happens and you're going please just buy the properties back yeah. just and get then them, logan just get happens they write the ship deadpool happens big hit Writing the ship and then now new mutants looks like it's a teenage horror movie yeah we're, we're back into we're back into just not no continuity no connections just churning out these films to keep the rights and i think that's kind of what it's turning into is they they're having to they have you know when you own something like these types of properties the, the the agreement is that's why if you're wondering why do they put out just really garbage fantastic four movies well it's because they have to they have to they spend keep the, the money gotta keep on these rights. movies to 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 maintain the rights did and you they, see they, that last fantastic four did you see it yeah i did see it yeah, I, I got about 20 minutes in on HBO and I said, I can't do this. I cannot do I don't this. Rem- I can't tell you. I can't tell you a thing about it, but I did watch it. No, <laughs> I, I, hey, you're a bigger man than I am. I was 20 minutes in. I said, I can't take this. This is it was, rubbish. It was bland, rubbish. bland, boiled chicken. That's about as if you've ever had, <laughs> if you've ever eaten boiled chicken, boiled chicken. <laughs> Just chicken, raw chicken into boiling water and and then eat it straight out of that. (laughs) It's weirdly dry. (laughs) Even though it's been in water, it is dry and flavorless. (laughs) It is. Oh, man. I think we got our show title. Bland boiled chicken. Bland bland boiled chicken uh, was this movie. And I sat through two hours of this of this bland boiled chicken and i and i can't tell you <laughs> honest to goodness here, i can't <laughs> can't <laughs> i can't tell you a just thing about chewing it on dry chicken just dude bo- yeah when you overcook chicken even in water it still turns out dry and it's, it's just really weird. chewing and chewing and chewing <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, so so Disney could and Marvel could get these properties back. We could see a reintegration. You know, the only per, the the biggest voice that's against this whole thing is Rob Liefeld. Um, he hates the idea of of Fox buying or Fox selling out because he thinks. Get this, and this was said earlier this month. Actually, oh no, earlier in November. Uh, he said that uh, he put out a tweet. Let me read the date on this tweet. November 7th of this year. And uh, he said, uh, can't wait it's your this. buddy, Rob. Wait on any wait on any further talks until Deadpool 2 open and does a billion and X-Force. This is your star. This is your Star Wars franchise. And you've only scratched the surface. Everyone on the film side has kicked it into overdrive and watched that portfolio grow. You know, Rob Liefeld loves his content. Yeah, he, he is, yeah, is he a does. big fan of his stuff. And to call it that, you know, to call it a studio Star Wars is just speaking to Rob Liefeld's ego. Yeah. Um, I would love to meet Rob and I'm a fan of Rob. I think yes, he, we are. He is, you know, very but inf- I, very I think that still opens, very opens me up to still be a little critical of when he kind of steps out on, on these limbs and starts kind of flapping his gums in a, in a way that I don't agree with for sure. I, you know, I know Rob loves his stuff as he should. They are influential. It's influential stuff. He built Slade and Wade, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's affected all of the, all of DCEU and MC or 
and Marvel right now. Like yeah. he's in both camps and, and image. Both of his characters are on film. Like way yeah. to go, dude. That's really awesome. Helped create image, and, set the pace yeah. for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He's, you know, it, nothing about the guy an artist in the business has been has been detrimental i think it's been great um but sometimes he gets a little wordy like this and i'm just like dude rob sit down like this is not this is not star wars deadpool no. is not star wars no nope. nope. like it is a you know i'm a fan of deadpool i think it's a cool movie i think it's it's it is what it's supposed to be we righted the ship on deadpool it's funny it's doing its thing but Let it, it's it do its not thing, in the same category as Star Wars. Good it's just grief. Not. It's not. It's not. Nope. It, you know, and I know what you're trying to metaphor it as is like, this is your Star Wars. No, it's not. No, no, it's no. not. They're, they're not, they're not <laughs> even in the same conversation. I'm no, sorry. They're, they're just not. And, and that's not just as a, as a Star Wars fan talking. Yeah. You're talking a, a franchise that is, you know, almost getting to the point of being 50 years old, getting pretty close. You can't you can't compare the two. It is it is apples it's, and oranges trying to compare the Deadpool series franchise and X Force that and hasn't X-Force, happened yet. Okay, <laughs> to Star Wars. It to no. Star Wars. Yeah, no, no. You know they both make money again. One makes a lot more. Uh, we're one guess we're as to which one makes more. <laughs> I'm a fan of you, Rob. Yeah. I love what you've put out there. I've loved what you've done for our industry. Um, good grief dude this is come on yeah one is a worldwide <laughs> cultural phenomenon the other one's not give you another guess as to which one is <laughs> come on dude it's not deadpool like, come on you take a guess and it's not deadpool <laughs> come on <laughs> all right yeah dude so uh yeah very excited for to hear more news about that yeah we'll see hey, man. It's, that, hey we've got 27 that, days left right like well, we're i'll tell you what close man, to our it, end of year it, it it could answer a lot of questions because days. as we move through infinity war as to who stays and who goes man and mm-hmm. you introduce wolverine into this you introduce the x-men you introduce deadpool cable Dude, a, if a phoenix marvel can walk in the produced, door come on a marvel produced fantastic four we already saw what they did with Spider-Man when you got it back in the hands of the people who love the character, know the character, write the character. What happened? Homecoming. Yeah. Easily the best Spider-Man movie. Mm, better than Spider-Man 2? I would have to debate that internally a little bit. But the best, most recent Spider-Man movie. No doubt about that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you put, you put Fantastic Four back in the hands of the people who own it, write it, live it, breathe it. <sighs> Because the Infinity War, just it, we're we're looking forward to it. It's going to be great, but without Reed Richards, it yeah, man, it, it doesn't have the same. You're flair. giving, you're giving, we're giving a lot of. We have to give so much information from Tony and to Tony to fill the void yeah. of Reed Richards. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. Like, Tony Stark is essentially Reed Richards in this universe too. Yes, like yep. It's and it's and it's hard to swallow that pill a little bit because you've got Robert Downey Jr. who plays a fantastic, brilliant Tony Stark. Um, but he doesn't play he, a very good Reed Richards. I mean, obviously, right? Like Reed Richards is Reed <laughs> Two Richards. Different characters. He has not been, he has never been played well on screen. Never. No, it's never happened. No, you've, we've never understood Reed Richards miss. at all. Yep. Yeah. And so it's been a huge miss on him and we've, we finally got Bruce Banner, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we, Mark Ruffalo does a fantastic banner. Third time was and, the third time was the charm, right? Eric. Exactly. Banna, yeah. He, he tried real hard. He was, he, he was okay. Edward Norton had too much swagger to be, bruce banner yeah. right strutting around with a pizza um <laughs> yeah 
And then we, yeah, Ruffalo was finally, it's like, there we go. There we go. Yeah, we, got we finally get a good, yeah. good banner. So, you know, and we know it can be done. I think fantastic Four, to be honest is if, if guardians, I mean, that's the thing though. They made guardians work. Mm-hmm. They can make Fantastic oh, Four work. Oh, please, yes, yes. Like, yes. Fantastic Four was a cakewalk compared to Guardians. You're selling a raccoon <laughs> and a tree that only says three words. Yep, yep. And you've made billions doing it. Like, <laughs> you know, in two movies, very yep. successful. And they're going to be whether a huge we part. like them right, right or not. You know, it's they're super successful, and they did exactly what they needed to do. With and the you third were movie able to on make, the way, and, and yeah, two more appearances with, in Avengers: Infinity War, yeah. parts one and two. Yeah, absolutely. We can make Fantastic Four happen and work. Well, again. Disney, sign I believe that check. in the Phoenix. I believe the Phoenix can work again. Yes, sign Give that me check. A good Phoenix, sign that check, Disney. Hey, before we sign out, we just want to mention, Oof. or at least I want to mention one quick thing in print. We're we're going very much print free. Doomsday Clock number one is available right now. If you haven't picked up your hard copy yet, uh, I'm sorry. Get ready to pay premium prices for it. Uh, it's already trending at about 50 bucks. If you have not picked up a hard yeah. copy, uh, digital is always available to you. Five bucks. Uh, we're going to do, we're going to dip more into it. Don't worry. Reasonable is, I know we've been pimping dark, uh, excuse me, dark, almost called it dark clock, dark day, dooms <laughs> clock metal. Uh, <laughs> but an issue number one is out right now. We're not going to dip into it tonight because we both need to get caught up on some books, but it is available. If you yeah. got your hardcover, Hey, God bless you. I didn't get mine in time and <clears throat> literally yeah. they're trending at about 50 bucks right now. A uh, little too steep for my blood. So to the iPad, I go for doomsday clock number one. So yeah. we'll get more into that uh, next time around. Ryan, woof, we gave these guys a whole lot of, a whole lot of gum to chew on tonight. Yeah, man. Happy holidays for sure. I hope you have are able to spend time with the loved ones that you would like to spend time with. Because uh, sometimes spending time with people you don't want to spend time with is worse. So it is <laughs> I for hope sure. You guys get to get to spend time with people who you want to spend time with. Um, for sure. I hope you guys had a great holiday uh, this past week, and uh, hope you have a great one coming up here in December. Um, you like should said, hear we're gonna, from us one more time, hopefully should. before Christmas. We're, gonna hope, we're, yep. we're hoping so. I know I have some busy family weekends. Pretty much every weekend is spoken for me already in if, December. If anything reasonable so, is, you will at least but, hear from me. I will. I, I'll get a little something out. Wouldn't, wouldn't be like a Star Wars recap because I don't do it out without my partner. But um, maybe a little something for me because yeah, Ryan's schedule does get a little busy. Um, for Christmas, I'm going to be staying here where I live. But yeah, Ryan yeah, yeah. and and his uh, bride are going to be heading out on some Christmas adventures. So if anything, you'll get a little blurb from me. Uh, and of course, we do have saucy riffs and tasty licks. Uh, we'll be recording later this week. Uh, we'll probably only get one show in before Christmas on that one. So yeah, for guys, sure. thank you so for much sure. for being patient. And I want to echo Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Winter Solstice, whatever you observe, or maybe you observe nothing. You just sit in a dark room and brood. Well, make that be the best damn dark room you've ever brooded in, okay? (laughs) Absolutely. But for the rest of us, we're going to be having Christmas time. (laughs) No Christmas blend for me tonight because I am like caffeine out of my mind today. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sleep. Uh, so yeah, good luck, man. Yeah, right. I know it's like 1030 and I'm like, what am I going to do? All right, let's wrap this up. I am John Lemmings. I am Ryan O'Farrell and this has been reasonable fanboys. I hope you have a great one.